the city is alive on 97.3. There can be no other than this seven three. No need to change. Keep it tuned to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. City FM 
23 minutes past the hour of 6. Welcome to Monday morning. It's actually the third day of February. So we are in the second month of the year. And it's the shortest of the months. Although this year we are happy to have a leap year. That means we will enjoy 29 days. Already in the third day. So we have about 27 days or 26 days to go for February to also be history. So this morning we're bringing you, of course, the headlines from the various news portals. It's called the Newspaper Review. That's the first part of the show. Later on, we bring you City Business News and Sports in the first hour. Lots to talk about. Information coming through from the UK's SFO and also from court documents in the US suggesting some very grievous bribery issues involving the world's second largest airline manufacturer and six governments, including that of GOG. We'll delve into the issues for you on the show this morning. But let me start with um, something I'm bringing you from the Japanese. So, uh, the the Japanese have a lot of things they say. One of the things they they talk about is Kaizen, which means a continuous improvement mindset and action. So, of all the things that will define your success this year, your attitude and work ethic are key. And one of the most celebrated approaches to work, to manufacturing, is called Kaizen. That means continuous improvement. That means every day can be better than yesterday. Every day can be better than yesterday. It's almost like the the proverb scripture, the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. So you can change your operations, you can change your daily operations to become more productive and make your day less cluttered. You can improve your procedures, how you relate with your, your downline to improve your outcomes. So, Business Sense this morning says, uh, apply Kaizen or continuous improvement to everything you do. Even the way you prepare your porridge, the way you host your radio show, the way you talk to your spouse, you can improve everything. Everything can, can, can be improved. That's what we mean by Kaizen and that's our Business Sense focus for the morning. Reminding you that there's a few days more for you to finish your registration for the Heritage Caravan. Well, we are visiting 12 regions in 7 days. We already have a lot of people registering. And if you don't make your payment before long, you may not get a seat on the bus. We are talking about accommodation, transportation, breakfast and dinner, tour sites and special activities all captured in the Heritage Caravan 2020. It's one of the most exciting radio air trips you could ever make between the 1st and 7th of March. Call 0205-973-973 for more information. So, send us your views on the things that are bothering you this week or the things you want to celebrate this week. The show is going to really move into some deep issues from 7.30. Of course, before that, we delve into the newspaper headlines with Gottfried and could you stay with us? This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 
join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the City Breakfast Show. The new super review is brought to you by Fidelity Bank. Together, let's share the joy of this festive season. Use the Fidelity Mobile app to perform your banking transactions. And you could win 500 Ghana CDs gift vouchers each week. You'll be one of top five customers to do this. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. We're also sponsored by Quartz from Total. Our 9000 Future Zero W20 is specially conditioned and developed for the later generation engine. It delivers excellent engine protection and cleanliness, increases your oil change interval, and reduces your fuel consumption. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement now. 0549986996. What a morning. What a weekend. Lots to do. So, I, 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 this weekend, when I was watching the spelling bee from Kumasi, I thanked God that I wasn't born 
after 2010 but i was <laughs> that i was born in 81 because i used to do spelling bee you know in our school they used to do spelling bees on fridays and the words were pretty straightforward yeah there was nothing like can i have the word in a sentence can I have the root word? Can yeah. I, 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 I share your sentiment. It was just spell something. Then you just spell it. Because I participated in the National Spelling Bee back then. This is how many years ago? Quite a long time ago. And they didn't do those things. No, I remember the winning word that year was Sinui. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sinui, nobody would throw you. So have this sign you. <laughs> so something which is like a sign you. Yes. So like, uh, um, yeah. Because this year, Lord... Well, if you didn't follow the spelling bee on City TV, you've missed a lot. If you needed evidence that education and what kids are supposed to know today is 2,000 times higher than what we knew, just watch the spelling bee. <laughs> it was serious. Yeah. It was serious. It was, it was great. And of course, this story on um, Airbus is not a local story. It's really a huge. You need to understand the way Airbus and um, Boeing compete. And you need to understand the strength of Western regulators and government when it comes to corporate corruption. <laughs> and you need to understand mm. the details they put out. And the <laughs> better repeat the thing you just said. Yeah, the strength of Western countries. I mean, for example, Facebook pays more in fines than it does in taxes in many Western countries. Mm. Of course, a lot of companies go ahead of governments in their innovative ways of making money. But governments always catch up. That's a serious government. Always catch up. You said something about institutions. Yes. So, I mean, look, we'll come in there again. So, big story. Airbus bribed Ghanaian officials. This is uh, coming in from two sources. One is the British Serious Fraud Office. The other is an American uh, court document. And it's all over the social media. I'll bring you the, the four, is it a 411 on all of that yeah. as well. And, and, and the other one is um, the Coffee B story. Yeah, yeah we're, we're playing a song because, <clears throat> was it Sunday morning? Yes, yeah, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Um, if you look at the highlight space, um, over the past few years, you've lost some of the greatest names and we expected the likes of Coffee B um, to keep the, the Vim going because he's younger, he does authentic high life and, 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 and he's unique in everything that he does. But the sad news we got yesterday was mm. that he had also passed on. And and for me, it's, it's you know what, the biggest sad about, losses for What's sad about this? So, Sunday, last Sunday was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And then this Sunday is Kofi B. It's just uh, crazy, crazy how this happens. Yeah. He was at Mogo. Yeah, he was at Mogo. He was at Mogo last year. Yeah. You know. He wasn't moving too aggressively, but I was told that's his style. But, the, but his music, music moves us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the it thing. Did, it did. His it did. music moved us, it and did. for me, he's he's a gentleman's gentleman. If you yeah. if you talk to Kofi B or you do business with him or you deal with him, you know that he's mm. a, he's a very unique. So person. for those who don't know Kofi B, he's more like, um, Ophorian Ponsa light. Yeah, I wouldn't say light. Yeah, Kofi B in his own right. Okay, let me let me let me let me rephrase. That he's in that genre. That yeah. that that type of. Yeah, so yeah. Ponsa, Kofi B, Kofi Nti. Yeah. So Ophorian Ponsa, we can say, got his anointing from Lumba. And then Kofi B got his thing from Ophorian Ponsa. Yeah, yes. so that's how you describe yeah. it. So he's died. Anyway, so let's start with the headlines from you, Godfrey. Yes, I'll start from the business pages, Bernard. Front page of the Business and Financial Times. Only 8% of funds recovered from collapsed banks, <laughs> according to Philip Addison, governor bad. of the Bank of Ghana. Hmm. Stop Unipass takeover of ports. Sorry, is it Philip Addison? No, it's not Philip. No, Doctor. Ernest. Uh, Ernest, yes. Is Philip, Philip is his brother. <laughs> Philip, <laughs> is the, Philip is the, the lawyer. This is the economist. Yes. So, Dr. Ernest Addison. 
Just mm. to be clear. Yes, Charlie. Yeah. BOG boss. Mm. Stop Unipass takeover of ports. Imani to government. Helping pineapple farmers access the EU market is a feature that is here. And Cocoa Board to rehabilitate 37,000 hectares of unproductive cocoa farms. Now, the Ghanaian Times, 10,000 employees on payroll illegally. Auditor General vows to remove them if five tunnel chrome Methodist church members die in road crash. President Ashanti Region Christian Council raised funds for National Cathedral. Halt Unipass takeover of ports. Imani urges government. President begins Savannah Upper West Region store today. And a very good story on page 15 of the Times. Borga Municipal Assembly digitizes property rate collection. Hmm. Let me take you to the wow. graphic. And this time I'm doing graphic online because the actual paper is not here. So I'm taking mm. uh, headlines from there. Mm-hmm. This go with highlight musician Kofi B. Mm-hmm. Passes on. Five dead, 14 in critical condition in gory accident near Apam. Hmm. Airbus confesses paying bribes to Ghana during Mills Mahama era. Hmm. And then there's a Mahama story here. Come clean on economic data. Former President Mahama challenges government. Now, the big story on the front page of the finder, over 5 million euros, uh, over 5 million euro Airbus bribe, which elected government official and brother were involved. That's the question they are asking. Political parties to receive final electronic voters register in mid-October. This is according to the EC. Mm. Shelve Unipass and demand proving value above existing systems. Imani to government. And Mortar High Commissioner promises to support Nanado's entrepreneurship agenda. Front page of the Daily Guide paper also goes with the Airbus bribe scandal. Comes with a photo of John Mahama. Don't know why. NDC hopes dust over new register is here. High Life Star Kofi be dead. Peace Council under NPP control, says John Mahama. Now, the Chronicle, NPP unaware of any presidential debate. This is John Bodu. Mahama must speak to this 5 million scum. A book concert writes in the paper, no payment was authorized at NCA without due procedures. This is William Tevier speaking. Arrest Ghana Railway Company officials who okayed test run of Takrade Takrat Rail Line. This is the leader of uh, GUM, Osofo Chirabosom. And Airbus paid NDC Big Works $5 million bribe, UK court told. Let me add one more headline from the Daily Graphic proper, Bernard. New register ready by November. This is from the EC. comes with a photo of Mrs. Jean Mensah. We've gone past turbulence, CBG. Also on the front page of that paper. Mm. And then let me add the front page of the Independent, who also reports the Airbus bribery. Former Attorney General rebuffs reports. Mm. Let's make TVET attractive right from childhood. Now, Franklin Kujo says that the Airbus scandal will adversely affect Mohammed's 2020 chances. This is on the front page of the Ghanaian Observer. Mm-hmm. Kufado tours Savannah Upper West Regions. NLA empowers farmer with 126,000 Ghana cities. Front page of the Daily Statesman, Mahama in biggest corruption scandal. NLA empires farmer with 126,000 Ghana cities. And the president's tour of the Savannah and Upper West regions also makes the front page of the paper. The new crusading guide, Ghana named in explosive bribery scandal as Airbus confesses paying bribes to facilitate business. Imani speaks on trade at port, revenue flows. Front page of the new publisher, Bernard, Minister Creating Problems for Government, mm-hmm. uh, comes with a photo of Alan Chemati, and this is over the Unipass matter. Carlos Ahinkra Ouster pops up in Chema West MPP Prime. It looks like somebody is challenging him there. And uh, today, NPP confirms romance with ND, 
uh, with EC, sorry, NPP confirms romance with EC. Ghana Commercial Bank, GCB Bank Limited, unveils G Money mobile wallet and NLA empowers Upper East Farmer. Now, if you go to the Economy Times, balance of payment improves significantly, records $1.3 billion surplus. Government misses deficit targets slightly, and Ghana's total debt stock reaches 214 billion Ghana cities. Citynewsroom.com, City Airbus Barbies Candan, Anado refers case to special prosecutor. Also, Airbus never paid bribes during Mills Mahama government. Uh, this is NDC. And then Airbus scandal will adversely affect Mohammed's 2020 campaign. This is Franklin Kujo. Other stories Nadia Mashoud wins 2020 spelling bee competition. Yay. New syllables won't go contrary to Ghana's cultural values, according to Napo. And coronavirus nukes USAC demand evacuation of Ghanaian students from China. And then Akufado begins two-day visit of Savannah, Upper West Regions today. Citybusinessnews.com gets to own 13% of ADB after supporting it with recapitalization. Also, energy analysts urges government to explore possible ways of reducing cost of Polugu Dam. And Unipass kicks off in February despite freight forwarders resistance. MyJoinOnline.com Akufado to visit Savannah, Upper West Regions today. Also, he tasked special prosecutor to probe government officials in Airbus bribery scandal. And fire guards Bema Camp Battalion Market. And then, of course, the NDC denial. Former government officials were not bribed by Airbus. Former Attorney General denies report. Now, we are told that the coronavirus has now, their toll in China mm-hmm. exceeds 360. Hey. Now, it means it has exceeded SARS. And this is coming in from China. South China Morning Post says, military expands role as mainland China death toll hits 361, exceeding SARS. So that's a, a big one. And, of course... The UK's uh, BBC website, Hong Kong hospitals strike over virus border fears. And that's the story leading the way in the BBC as well. All right, so let's start. Let's do Airbus. Yes, that's the the big story. Okay, let's start with Airbus for page 16 of the Daily Graphic. Ghana cited in Airbus bribery scandal, but NDC denies its involvement. It's a story by Emmanuel Abel Hoxson. The National Democratic Congress has dismissed allegations of bribery in the acquisition of three military aircraft by the government of Ghana between 2009 and 2015. Airbus, the European aircraft manufacturer, is alleged to have paid bribes in Ghana when it sold the three military aircraft. The aerospace multinational admitted hiring the brother of a top elected Ghanaian official as his consultant for the pitch to sell the aircraft to the country. Also, Airbus confessed paying the said consultant through a third party when its compliance unit raised red flags about the close relationship between the consultant and the top elected official, who was a key decision maker in the purchase of the aircraft. Now, in a report yesterday, however, the NDC, which was the party in government at the time, said, Our attention has been drawn to media reports about a deferred prosecution agreement entered between Airbus SE and the United Kingdom Serious Fraud Office in respect of the practice of Airbus SE in paying commission to his agents and the use of those commissions. A statement signed by a former Attorney General and Minister of Justice in the immediate past NDC administration, Mrs. Marita Pong said, the reports alleging that Airbus SE paid bribes during the administration of President John Evansata Mills and John Ramani Mahama are false, misleading, and do not reflect the approved judgment. Well, there are uh, ripples of that story. For example, the president has referred the matter to the special prosecutor. That's on citynewsroom.com. President Kufuadu has referred the Evers Bribery scandal story to the office of the special prosecutor to investigate the matter. The investigations are expected to be conducted in collaboration with the UK authorities, according to a statement from the presidency. The statement noted that the special prosecutor's office will collaborate with the UK counterparts to conduct a prompt inquiry to determine the complicity or otherwise of any Ghanaian government official past or present involved in the said scandal. 
The president, according to the statement, wants necessary legal action taken against any such official as required by Ghanaian law. And we'll, we'll tell you what Ghanaian law says about bribery. But the, the, the background to the story is that on January 31, Ghana was cited as one of five countries in which Global Aerospace Group Airbus SE allegedly bribed or promised payments to senior officials in exchange for business favors between 2009 and 2015, according to the UK Serious Fraud Office. Now, we have the documents from both the UK court and also an American uh, court that would point so out have, the series of events. So you have SFO documents, so you have DOJ documents. Exactly. And then there are also relevant laws that will bring to the discussion. But then, of course, in terms of what could happen with this, the, the main person who has been interviewed on this is Franklin Kuju who's uh, running Imani. And the story on citynewsroom.com says, the scandal would adversely affect Mohammed's campaign. And then there's a reaction from the NDC's former attorney general. Yes, so I've let me give you one. Franklin Kuju and then we'll do that. President of Imani's policy think tank says that uh, as President Mohammed's chances of winning the 2020 elections could be affected after the administration he served in as vice president and later president was cited in the Airbus corruption scandal. And then the background is given. You read my reaction yes, response given as well. Yes, So th- that's the, the first major story for the morning. Yeah. Kojo, what's your second story? Let's go to the EC. All right. Political parties to receive final electronic voters register in mid-October. This is according to the EC. Okay. And this story is on page 8 of the finder. Mm. Now, Elvis Darko writes that the Electoral Commission has assured political parties that an electronic version of the final new electoral register will be delivered to them in the middle of October 2020. Per the provisional time of the EC, printing and distribution of the final register is expected to take place between October 10 and November 8, 2020. The EC chairperson, Jane Mensah, told journalists that the commission is committed to abiding by its timetable and programs to deliver free, fair and transparent elections come December 2020. Now, on the same story, uh, the EC met editors, journalists and co yesterday, Bernard, I think, and they showed the media its tentative timetable. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the Daily Graphics report of this, uh, from the media engagement, the EC says that by November the new register will be ready. Now, it's saying that the exhibition of register and adjudication on challenges raised will all end by October 26 this year so the process starts in april mm-hmm. and goes on till october ending yes yeah. all right now the other story has to do unipass because they are going to kick off in february even though freight fighters don't agree see the yes. business news list with that it says by in last minute change the government will commence the implementation of a new platform for recording of imports and exports at the country's ports this month though widely known as the unipass system a deputy minister of finance will quite explains that eventual rollout will see to the outdooring of a new name for the platform altogether the new platform is to replace the work currently carried out by the ghana community network services gcnet as well as the customs world or west blue consulting proponents of the new system say it has the ability to help the government block revenue shortfalls that have plagued the customs division of the gra for some time and imani says that we should shelve unipass and demand proven value above existing systems this is in the finder now the story says policy think tank imani ghana has asked uh, government to shelve unipass international agency of korea uh, services and its local partner Ghana Link Network Services Limited contracted to implement the national single re- window in collaboration with customs. It cautioned that by the nature of its antecedents, the potential of Unipass implementation to severely abrupt, uh, disrupt trade and mm-hmm. revenue flows is certain. 
and the position paper titled why government must consider its decision on the controversial unipass imani said it took two years for the ghana community network system and west blue consulting the two companies operating the single window to integrate and work cohesively and he said the ghana integrated cargo clearing system and the ghana customs management system on gc net and the pre-arrival assessment reporting system the customs agents and all the other systems yeah, long, um, long. have been contracted to Unipass. So they don't think it will work. Yes, that's all. Right. <laughs> we don't. It's too early. Well, let yeah. me tell you about. Government said they would do. Imani said they shouldn't do. Then of course, well, all let me tell you about our money that yes. is logged up somewhere. Yes. Front page of the BNFT says only eight percent of funds recovered from collapsed banks. Mm. That is according to the Bank of Ghana. Now of that story is on page three of the more than 16 billion Ghana cities spent on some nine banks to protect depositors' funds after they had their license revoked by the regulator. A little over eight percent has been recovered by the receiver. Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison, has said, asked by the BFT at a press conference in Accra to announce the policy rate, how much has been retrieved from the defunct banks? Dr. Addison said only 1.4 billion Ghana cities has so far been recovered from the collapsed bank's assets, adding that this is unimpressive considering the amount involved. Quote, the receiver has been able to make some recoveries, but they are not as impressive as expected. Hmm. The last time I checked, about 1.4 billion Ghana cities have been recovered, and we are looking at a loan portfolio of over 16 billion Ghana cities of those banks that were resolved. So out of 16 billion, if we have recovered just 1.4 billion, it tells you that there's a lot of work to be done. We have seen in the papers that the receiver has auctioned cars and other properties of those banks trying to find more money to meet some of the requirements of paying deposits funds. So yes, the effort is there, but the progress in terms of the amount of cities that they are recovering is slow. This is serious. We, we really need to talk to the receiver about not just the process of recovering of money from the banks, but even from the, in terms of how many people have been paid, those who are owed monies by the former uh, institution. So it's a big story that we'll be following up on. Now let's get into other stories. Yes, Bernard, let me take you to Borga because something we've been calling for is being implemented by the Borga Municipal Assembly. Mm. They have digitized their property rate collection system. Is it? Yes, and the story in the Ghanaian Times says the Borga Municipal Assembly has started a digitized property rate collection process mm. to hip up revenue generation. This form part of the 2020 resolution of the Assembly to ensure that special property and businesses in the municipality are captured into the Assembly's new database for proper collection of rates. Mr. Joseph Amojuri, the MCE, in an interview with the Ghana News Agency, noted that the exercise will enable the Assembly to collect adequate information on property and take steps to ensure people pay their bills regularly. He said the new improved system will be used to constantly send reminders and alerts to property owners to update payments of their bills while a tax force would be on guard to enforce the new plans. Well, so Borga is taking the lead. Well, whilst the president is in the uh, Upper West region and also the Savannah region, he may, he may want to pass through Borga in Upper East yes, to check. commend them for what they're doing. Because the story for this morning, President Kufado will, from today, February the 3rd, embark on a two-day working visit to the Savannah and the Northwest regions. The president uh, will begin from Savannah region, pay a critical on the Pembewura, and then inspect rehabilitated works at the salaga water system at salaga he will then inspect works on the tamale salaga mankango road and the bunjai fufusu road he will then attend a deba of chiefs and people of salaga north and then this would uh, end the first day he will then take his tour to upper west region where he will pay a court call on the one followed by a visit to the family of the late alaji sohanun mukta who served as member of the council of state until his passing and then he will then do some visit on a construction of a multi-purpose youth center in Wa before going to Kaleo to cut the soil for the commencement of a 17 megawatt peak solar plant to be located 
in Kaleo and Laura. He will then inspect works on the Nandom Hamile Road to climax his visit. So a lot of road and infrastructure things on his visit. More on the president, and this is a religious infrastructure project. Mm-hmm. President Ashanti Region Christian Council raised funds for construction of National Cathedral. Mm. This is the center spirit of the Ghanaian Times. Now the story says President Anadu Danko Kufadu on Saturday joined the Kumasi Christian Council of churches in Ashanti region to raise funds for the construction of the National Cathedral Mm. in Accra, where he announced construction would begin on March 6, 2020. The occasion was graced by the chairperson of the Board of Trustees of the NCG, Most Reverend Samola Santientri, and some members of the board, the chairman of the Christian Council, and other notable figures. Addressing the fundraiser, President Ekufuado commended the congregation and members of the Board of Trustees for demonstrating their determination and willingness to join the historic coalition which was going to build the National Cathedral for Ghana. All right, take you to the Daily Guide, Bernard, in page 6. Interesting story from NAFCO. Mm-hmm. We don't owe any supplier. Oh. The chief executive officer of the National Food and Buffer Company, Hanan Abdu-Wahab, has refuted claims that heads of some senior high schools have threatened to shut down their schools due to the absence of food. Mm. The absence of food, the reports alleged, was due to the fact that some food suppliers have threatened to curtail supply to the schools over non-payment of monies owed them by NAFCO. Describing them as erroneous, Mr. Wahab debunked such claims that we do not owe any supply. Nadia Mashu Chelpang wins 2020 Spelling Bee competition. This yeah, is citynewsroom.com. Yeah. The Great Hall of KNUST was the center of attraction on Saturday as young Nadia Chelpang from Northern Regional Capital Tamale was a judge champion in the 2020 Spelling Bee competition. Nadia went past more than 150 other contestants who emerged victorious in the Spelling Drill. A debutant and a student from Alassan Benzaba Memorial, she's the first person from the Northern Region to emerge top in the contest which has been running for more than a decade she mm. takes over from 2019 winner Kwabna Edu as reigning spelling bee champion now Aku Mishi of University of Ghana Basic School which is my former school <laughs> plays second <laughs> yeah while Joel uh, no I went to that school you, you University primary yes while Joel uh, they just write Joel Joel of Victoria Grammar School how can you just write Joel what's wrong with you <laughs> Joel what doesn't he have a surname while Joel of Victoria Grammar School maybe, plays maybe he's Brazilian <laughs> they are not serious Nadia as the champion won for herself a return ticket to Washington DC to represent Ghana in the 93rd script spelling big contest she also gets a 4,000 CD prize money and engraved golden trophy a DSCV decoder plus one year subscription Yay! and a thousand Ghana CD gift voucher for books a certified rec- a certificate of recognition among other prizes and then the other prizes are listed guys it was a really exciting yeah, contest yeah and the way they were pronouncing the names of the words or they pre- pronouncing the yeah. words was really difficult yeah let's run through some stories quickly yeah let me give you one mm-hmm. 2500 youth engaged in community mining at kotopresso mines mm-hmm. and the dc has indicated that this is not like galamsey mm. and this is being regulated to ensure the youth get proper jobs to do and also create a good um, um environment for the community now farmers and buyers are fighting over cashew price still and, yes still now this uh story from daniel jirasai when she says there's mm-hmm. growing there's a growing trade tussle between cashew farmers and buyers over pricing of raw cashew nuts now the farmers claim that the buyers have been shortchanging them for years and this time they will stand their ground and demand what is due them and they are asking for 800 ghana cities uh, f- uh, for a ton of cashew i think this should be a bag of cashew and um, the buyers are proposing 700 ghana cities and nana edu Bwampunsim, the 11th in an interview the ghanaian times attributed um, what he termed he termed as perennial price disparity to the lack of regulation in the cashew subsector hmm. he said the buyers had cheated farmers for far too long 
hence the decision to demand fair price Does, this season. Do cashew farmers need a cocoa board? Because see, for example, BNFT page 2, cocoa board to rehabilitate 37,000-850,000 hectares of unproductive cocoa farms. It seems as if cocoa farmers have a father called cocoa board. Who does everything, everything for them? For them yeah. You know, should should cashew farmers demand same? Yeah. Maybe that would help. Because this story says as part of rehabilitation drive to revamp productivity levels, the Ghana Cocoa Board has set a target of cutting down about thirty seven thousand eight hundred and fifty hectares of cocoa farm across the country this year. This uh, in these uh, farms are affected with cocoa swollen shoot virus as well as H trees. The cocoa board will then replant the affected farms with improved seedlings for the owners. The farmers will among others be compensated with a thousand cd for each hectare destroyed so maybe we should look at cashew and other cash crops promises okay. upon promises because cocoa board is very or, or we should process. or we should create a wing of cocoa board called cashew board no there is a cashew development board of sorts being set up by the government yeah, but i maybe. think they should speed up because yeah. cashew as we all know is the biggest non-traditional export it's a, it's, it's employing yeah. a, hundreds of thousands of people yeah. in the ba and other areas so that, that could be the way to go let me yeah. give you some very interesting story okay police reject 6500 city bribe and arrest suspect every time the police do wrong we talk about it when they do the right we don't talk about mm. it yeah. page three of the publisher a man is in the grips of the garu district police command for attempting to bribe the police with amount of 6500 cities for a theft case to be dropped against two of his partners According to the reports by the police, the first suspect was arrested in Tuesday, January 20th, in connection with a missing motorbike. A search in his room led to the retrieval of three unregistered motorbikes, all suspected to have been stolen. During interrogation by the police, the suspect uh, named somebody as his ac- accomplice. His accomplice was subsequently arrested for dishonestly receiving and selling the stolen item. While investigations were still going on, one Kofi Awuni approached the police with an amount of 6,500 CD cash, hey. requesting the police to discontinue the case. But the, the police said, Bede. We will pursue the matter. A press statement from the Upper East Regional Police Command indicated that the said amount was being retained as exhibit of evidence. The statement also said the suspects were arraigned before court on Friday, January 31. Tell police, well done. Yeah, and well done. Let me also give another one. Police probe six Chinese for torturing worker in Central. The police are working. Do, police in Kaswa are investigating six Chinese nationals for torturing a worker of theirs at a stone quarry at Ewutu Bosum. Abena in the central region. 41-year-old Baba Amadou was allegedly handcuffed, hung on a tree and beaten with wood till he started ah. vomiting and urinating blood. According to the victim, he was instructed to offload stones into a machine, an order given by one of his supervisors. He explained that he was fired that day for supposedly causing one of the stones to hit a supervisor, a development which he strongly denies because he reportedly did not did due diligence before starting the machine. He was called to report at work and tortured on arrival. Mm. So the police is investigating this. And then let uh, me give you this headline from um, Nigeria. Okada riders leave Lagos as police enforce ban. So police in Lagos are also working. There's been a ban instituted on Okada's in Lagos state. Lagos state. part of Lagos state. And that's what we said that if you want to impose such a ban, you may want to do it on a regional level. Yeah. So that it's because these are local issues. Yeah. Finally, Ibrahim Mahama saves 6-year-old boy from blindness. That story is also on page 2 of the publisher newspaper there's a lot we have after the news with business stay with us Mamma, that's how 
So it's 6.32 on the City Breakfast Show. If you notice, we're playing Kofi B tracks this morning. Kofi B died on a Sunday morning. And it's really sad for the music and entertainment community. Well, let's request his song to a few people. Good morning, Bernard. Can I uh, wish my brother and Mr. Homsek Kwame Tukbu of CBG and Presbyter of Hope Chapel Global Evangelical Church Akumono a happy birthday such an amazing brother on this special day pray for his continuous protection for him and from the most high 
from in all his endeavors i don't know whether i'm reading this well or whether there's something wrong with me anyway <laughs> so basically seram when the che of snit is wishing her brother homsekwami topo of cbg a happy birthday And happy belated birthday to Member of Parliament for Kankwe North Constituency, Honorable Fuseini Issa. <laughs> yeah, this is from Liverpool Admin. Yeah, Fuseini, Fuseini yeah, is... Yeah, 45. Fuseini is my senior from secondary school. And he's also a, a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> Fuseini, this year you will smile. <laughs> Fuseini. He's under pressure now. This year you will smile. He's under pressure now. Now, whatever happens, you will win the league. <laughs> There's Liverpool I'm talking about. So that's Okanque North MP. This is coming from a uh, Liverpool admin, Kofigo. Yeah. For myself. Kofigo runs this your no, platform. No, like man, no. A Fortune 500 company. Francis. We'll do a big party at the end of the... With Kofigo the, at the, the head the, of the table. After the season. <laughs> party after party. <laughs> All right, so this morning we're remembering Kofi B. We're also delving into this massive issue of bribery leveled against Airbus, implicating six countries, including Ghana, between the period of 2009 and 2016. Very serious allegations. We'll break it down for you in English because some of the things are pretty technical. We'll give you a quick understanding of the airline or aircraft manufacturing industry. And the other point about how large companies <laughs> do business around the world. And of course, what this means for the government of the time, the NDC. Because this was under the Mills Mahama period. So we'll break that down for you as well. And of course, the president has asked the, C, uh, the office of the special prosecutor to investigate this. What are the terms of reference? We'll find out for you as well. Bena, please wish Esther Hammond of Sakaman a blissful 74th birthday. This is from all her children. And good morning to Eugenia Tichi Manson and the Spelling Bee team for putting up a very, very excellent performance. Everybody did well. And of course, congratulations to the winner. And all those who took part, the 150 uh, students who took part in the Spelling Bee competition in Kumasa. So talk, talking about Liverpool and talking about the league, I want you to listen to something. Listen to something. The top of the Premier League is red. Relegations now officially dead. Another eight wins and the titles won. It won't matter what the others have done. Liverpool FC back on their perch. Klopp's the god. Anfield the church. Henderson, Mane, Trent, Van Dijk, Origi, Robbo, Genie, Salah, Bobby, even Shakiri. 19 points clear, the title's in sight. 23 wins and a draw. And let's get this right. 
If they go unbeaten, the legend lasts forever. Liverpool FC will be the best invincibles ever. European world and English champions, the Redmen of Merseyside, truly rampant. Set for 112 points at this rate, humiliating the rivals, it's well worth the wait. For years, United have rubbed their noses in it. 30 years of hurt, and now Liverpool will win it. Breaking records on the way to unprecedented glory. Read it and weep. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool story. <laughs> Read it and weep. Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool story. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have party. Party after party after party after party. <laughs> Listen. In the week of 10th May, when we win the league, and we'll do a party. <laughs> to be a double party. Because that's also the beverage of our admin. Okay. He was born on 10th May. And that's the day they will hand the trophy to us. Make your party off. Come here, Bani, Akofi, Fibu, Afo. Like the Jimmy Alute and Co. Big party. At 8 o'clock, we'll bring you tech and social media trends, and it's probably brought to us by Standard Chartered Bank. Well, they know how to back the right team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Standard Chartered Bank. I'm rubbing it. Good morning, you're misbehaving. You know? Listeners, may God give you a testimony that you will be sitting as a minority Liverpool supporter, and all your three panelists are for money. <laughs> and they'll be looking at their phones. They don't want to talk about football again. <laughs> the football has left their inside. Kojo <laughs> doesn't watch football again. He says he's not interested where in some men's place. We are doing a meeting. He was showing a man's match. Kojo says he's not interested in football again. <laughs> so now he wants to watch badminton and <laughs> squash. Because now football is not exciting again. <laughs> I said now football is no longer a sport. He wants to do, you know... Yeah, yeah, Benjamin. You know, it's amazing that people. Godfrey, Godfrey used to like football a lot. He used to talk about. He said these days. I'm, I'm surprised that the things people are doing online. The season is not competitive again. Yeah, like the, the English is league is not good. <laughs> what? Hey! And again, I'm holding today. I'm today, su- I'm surprised. You see, what's going to happen is that when Damn. Liverpool finally win the title, eh, mm-hmm. this country will become small for all of us. <laughs> so I'm, I'm telling you, me, me, I'm telling you, I'm just giving you a forewarning. <laughs> That those times we will wear suits. Oh, Sunday, we I had a dream party. that Liverpool won the league, and they yeah. said, Me, I'm hallucinating. Oh, Sky, he said, Me, I'll get up. As you know, I'll get and be dreaming foolish dreams after eating Banku. You, you know what I'm happy about <laughs> when we review the end of season Premier League projections video? It will be sweet. Ajay. It Robert will be, take a leave. It will, leave. Be, it will be sweet. <laughs> no, some people will take a leave. Hey. See, I, I, I feel like a prophet going going into the month of May. Uh-uh. Because we've said things. Uh-uh. And it is manifesting <laughs> in flesh. Uh-huh. Who invited Nketiah? Oh, I, I invited, invited myself. It was a Liverpool conversation. Yes. So I invited yeah, myself. Is it supposed to be here this time? <laughs> So as I said, Standard Chartered knows how to back the right horse and you need to do business with them. Indeed, you can use their uh, debit or credit card for your meals, for your fuel, shopping fees, other things. And you could win a fantastic fully paid trip to Dubai. And this is on from now till 15th March. The better the more you transact from now till 15th March, the better your chances of winning the ultimate prize, which is an all-expense-paid trip to Dubai with your partner. You could also win over 1,000 monthly prizes, including a new iPhone 11 Pro, a 40-inch TV with DSTV subscription, or DSTV decoders with monthly subscription. 
Terms and conditions apply. Good morning to Kojo Adaimensa. This year you shall reap. Kojo Adaimensa. Good morning to Fifi Buafu. This year you shall reap. Good morning. I'm giving fans. You know, but on Friday yes. I was I was somewhere with oh, Kojo Adaimensa. Mm-hmm. You know, in the evening, attending yeah. to some private things. Yeah. And can you imagine Kojo? Tells us that look, you be whatever it is we are saying. Uh-huh. If by May this thing you are saying that's it, I am not here. Uh-huh. It's good. We are marching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are marching. Yeah. Good morning <laughs> to Kwame Banyaku of GMPC. <laughs> Charlie, we plenty. We plenty. Uh, for 30 years. Charlie, since 1990. But, but on a more serious note, we're going to give, give you two things. So, Godfrey, how did you, where did this whole airbus thing come from because it's it's um grown like a cancer in the past 48 hours right and it's my town has been flooded with airbus 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 people have been sending me documents from everywhere and we've been digging around so i don't know whether we can just give us some basic background to this okay, and so then we can go into the details and then the implications. So let's okay. start with the background. What's so, the background to this? So basic background to this is that, um, as everybody knows, Airbus is one of the largest uh, airplane manufacturing companies in the world. Um, okay. They have subsidiaries. They make all kinds of things mm-hmm. uh, affiliated to the aviation industry. Mm-hmm. Um, they do businesses in a lot of countries. So they are one of the two largest. Yes, they are alongside Boeing. So Airbus is European. It's European, yes. Boeing is American. Yes. There's also Embraer, which is Brazilian, Brazilian and a yes. few others. Airbus is registered in the Netherlands. Okay. So um, what happened uh, with this particular situation is that on the 28th of January, mm-hmm. an application was heard in private where a deferred prosecution agreement was reached between the Serious Fraud Office mm-hmm. of the United Kingdom and um, Airbus SC. Now, that particular uh, DPA or deferred prosecution agreement agreement was born out of an investigation that was carried out by three entities and by this we mean uh, the just department of justice of, of the, the US. united states okay we are looking at the serious fraud office of the united kingdom mm-hmm. and then the uh, french equivalent the french equivalent which is the jiq so these so this both european and american european and american Great. so born out of an investigation by these three entities now they were looking into different things mm-hmm. now if you consider what was going on the british side which is the british serious first office they were looking at uh, issues in malaysia sri lanka taiwan indonesia and ghana mm-hmm. the doj's version mm-hmm. they were looking at uh, business with china and violations of other laws good so that is what they were interested in and then the french were looking at other businesses that had happened in saudi arabia korea colombia and the uae wow so all this put together is what culminated in the uh, judgment that was released on the 31st mm-hmm. of uh, this year that has led to this but it is born out of a four year the background to this is that this investigation has been ongoing for four years mm-hmm. and finally the veil has been lifted off lifted off it based on the fact that they had reached this particular agreement which meant that um, 
Airbus, which basically said that Airbus had been fined a significant amount of money, basically over $3.9 billion. Mm -hmm. Um, This money was to be split between the three countries whose institutions investigated this. So the money is being split between the Department of Justice of the United States. The money is being split. Uh, The French equivalent will take their cut as well. And then Mm. the British will also take their cut. And if you look at the U.S. Department of Justice, for instance, they are saying that the United States is going to receive basically 527 million dollars for the FCPA and tariff violations and an additional 50 million euros or 55 million dollars as part of a civil forfeiture agreement Uh, Airbus is also going to be paying 5 million dollars and another 10 million dollars monthly a 10 million dollar penalty to the US Department of State's Directorate of defense trade control so basically this is uh, the background to all this now ghana's name certainly shows up because if you go through the judgment they break down what every territory had done what mm-hmm. every charge was so on the british side if you go to charge five uh, yes that is where you will see um, okay Be- before ghana. we go there just to give us some context if, if you go to just um, some stories on the aircraft industry it's a, a, a multi-billion dollar industry. Yes. For example, uh, Boeing sold 806 jets in 2018. Airbus sold 800 jets. Now, if you look at the cost of one particular jet, that's if you put that together in terms of the 800, that's in the billions of, of dollars. So these are large multinationals. And it's a duopoly essentially between U.S. controlled, if you want, Boeing and European based Airbus right now as you said there were six or so countries mentioned in the in the judgment and we need to say that what the crown court did real prosecution hasn't started yet so this is essentially an agreement that says we're going to pay the fine because we don't want to waste everybody's time and go into an investigation to risk a higher fine but we also told that this fine is for the company and that whatever individuals did in the lead up to this bribery could still be prosecuted right so that's also clear now what is interesting is that no specific names are mentioned in the in the in the in the judgment they allocate descriptors to specific individuals and we'll, we'll run through these individuals and why they did that but we are told from the analysis that it will not be fair to mention people's names because it would affect them if there was a trial their chances of getting a fair trial will be affected if you'd mention their names Mm -hmm. so for the government officials the intermediaries and the uh, company officials they were all given specific names for example there's government official one Mm -hmm. intermediary four and five and then they also mentioned uh, airbus uh, uh, sorry airbus staff 15. they don't want to mention the names of um specific individual just to let you know so in analysis you realize i will not mention anybody's name although if you read the judgment and also the case the u.s um uh, department of justice just just puts out it's quite clear who they are referring to so maybe if you can just read what the sfo has yes the uk sfo okay. what it actually says about ghana okay so on count five 
uh, which deals with Ghana. Mm-hmm. The so there were six counts against Airbus, yes. and each count represents the country that did the bribery. So there's Sri Lanka, there's Indonesia is count six, six yes. there's other countries. So Ghana is count five. Yes. Good. So on Ghana, what does it say? It says that the fifth count alleges that contrary to Section 7 of the Bribery Act 2010 between 1st July 2011 and 1st June 2015, Airbus SE failed to prevent persons associated with Airbus SE from bribing others concerned with the purchase of military transport aircraft by the government of Ghana, mm. where the said bribery was intended to obtain or retain business or advantage in the conduct of business for Airbus SE. Mm-hmm. Between 2009 and 2015, an Airbus defense company engaged Intermediary 5. Again. So, Intermediary 5 would be an individual... Yes. That they are referring to. to. Yes. Good. Engaged intermediary five, a close relative of a high ranking elected Ghanaian government official. So they refer to, to as government, government official, official one. one. So this intermediary five is a close relative of this elected Ghanaian government official. Yes. Between 2009 and 2015. 15. Yes. Good. As BP in respect of the proposed sale of three military transport aircraft to the government of Ghana. Mm-hmm. A number of Airbus employees knew that Intermediary 5 was a close relative of Government Official 1, who was a key decision maker in respect of the proposed seals. Good. A number of Airbus employees made or promised success-based commission payments of approximately 5 million euros to Intermediary 5. This close relative of Government Official 1. Yes. Good. False documentation was created by or with the agreement of Airbus employees mm-hmm. in order to support and disguise these payments. The payments were intended to induce or reward improper favor mm-hmm. by government official one towards Airbus. So they are looking at this from the Airbus side that mm-hmm. in getting a government to buy your aircraft, yes. you are influencing somebody close to a decision maker mm-hmm. with money. Mm-hmm. to favor you in the procurement yes. process we here having analyzed our own procurement of how we got the airbus mm-hmm. which we will come to later because yeah. there are documents in our parliament about comments made by some yes. people in parliament about how that transaction went wrong right yeah. good payments were eventually stopped due to the arrangement failing the due diligence processes required by the liquidation committee airbus through one of its Spanish defense subsidiaries, conducted two campaigns mm-hmm. to sell its C-295 military transport aircraft to the government of Ghana. Mm-hmm. The first campaign ran from 2009 to 2011. Mm-hmm. The second from 2013 to 2015. Mm-hmm. Intermediary 5, a UK national with no prior expertise in the aerospace industry, acted as the BP for Airbus in both. Company D, was the corporate vehicle through which Intermediary 5 and his associates provided services to Airbus. His associates were Intermediaries 6 and 7, also UK nationals, and there is no evidence they had any aerospace experience either. So this Intermediary 5, who is a relative of Government Official 1, had no aerospace experience. Yes. He's working with two British people, mm. five, 6 and 7, no, 5 and 6, no, six and seven. Six and seven. Mm-hmm. Also without any, any aerospace ex- experience. They've set, up, they've set up a company, Company D, mm. to do this. Now, in August 2011, the purchase agreement for the sale of the C-295 aircraft was signed by the Spanish defense subsidiary and the government of Ghana. And it contained a declaration of compliance 
with the 1997 OECD Convention on Combating Bribery of Foreign Public Officials in International Business Transactions, mm. as well as a declaration that no more than $3 million, 3 million euros will be paid to BPs in connection with the contract, broadly a 5% commission. So, we are supposed to buy three aircraft from Airbus. Mm -hmm. This has been approved by Parliament. Mm -hmm. But Airbus needs us to move on the deal quickly. Mm -hmm. So, they are working with a relative of a chief government official mm -hmm. who is working with two people. Mm -hmm. Now, Airbus realizes that making payments to this people who have no airline experience, who are acting as consultants, would not meet their standards. So what did they do? I'm sure the narration will tell us yes. that. After Company D made a formal BP application to Airbus in May 2011, mm -hmm. Airbus commissioned an external due diligence report. Mm -hmm. In September 2011, this report identified Intermediary 5 as a shareholder of Company D. Mm -hmm. The report raised the possibility that he was a close relative of Government Official 1 mm -hmm. and concerns that there was a risk of non-compliance exactly. with the OECD convention. Mm -hmm. The reaction of a number of Airbus employees, including senior employees and those involved in compliance, in an email chain in October 2011 is set out at paragraph 188 of the Statement of Facts. Mm -hmm. In short... It was that the business should be conducted through a new third party, a company already audited and engaged in the same area. A Spanish company, already an Airbus BP, and which had no previous links or experience of working in Ghana for any Airbus entity was duly selected. Mean, meaning that Airbus deliberately tried to hide the payment to this company D, set up by this individual who was related to our official one. Mm -hmm. This individual is not a government official. He has no airline experience, but he's the one sort of linking Airbus to Ghana mm -hmm. because of his rela relation to whoever this person is on our side. Mm -hmm. Airbus realizes that if we pay this large amount of money to this person, because of his closeness to this person, it's very clear that they will trace that it's a bribe. Mm -hmm. So let's use a company we own in Spain mm -hmm. to receive this money and pay it to this person. Mm -hmm. So that we will hide our intention to pay this mm -hmm. bribe or commission. Yes. That, beautiful. Go yep. on. You are right on track. Mm -hmm. So, further, the sum paid to intermediary 8 and then by intermediary 8 to intermediary 5 mm -hmm. exceeded in the latter case by about 850,000 euros. The agreed commission amount set out in the declaration of compliance referred to above. 850,000 euros. More, more than, than the 3 million which wow. is the 5% commission. So the question you need to ask is that, is the 5% commission legal? Yes. So the problem is the 850... In addition. In addition. Yes. Which would then be the bribe. Mm -hmm. Are we making... Is this making sense? Yes. And they paid it through a, a, a company 8. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is supposed to then obfuscate yes. the relationship between Airbus and this individual 5's <laughs> company D. The, the, basically, company uh, intermediary 8 was set up to fix the compliance issue exactly knowing very well oh. that they, they intended to make uh, unjustifiable payments to, to this person five. for facilitating yes the deal okay so almost done here mm -hmm. similar false representations to those detailed above were made in february 2014 and then in may 2015 okay. in respect of work allegedly done by intermediary eight mm -hmm. in respect of a further proposed purchase by government of ghana of sc295 mm -hmm. in this case however the liquidation committee requested further due diligence before any payments were made. 
An external due diligence report was completed in respect of Intermediary 8, and Intermediary 8 declined to participate in interviews by external counsel Airbus had engaged to conduct extended due diligence interviews. Mm-hmm. Intermediary 8 therefore failed due diligence. Mm-hmm. Airbus did not enter into a second written contract or make any further commission payments, mm-hmm. disputing Intermediary 5's later claim that he was owed 1.6 million euros. Okay. And then there were some issues uh, on some attempted lease, after which the GOG then decided to purchase a third aircraft directly from Airbus. Yes. Right. Now, they then say from paragraph 200 going, I don't know whether I read the American version or the... No, I'm reading this from the UK, the UK one. Okay. version. So we need to tell listeners that there are two documents. The one government is reading is the British court's uh, judgment, judgment on the basis of yes. what happened between Airbus and Ghana. Maybe I'll let you conclude that. And then we'll go into the American one, which is very similar to the British one, but has other details the British one doesn't have, just to give it a more rounded context. So in terms of the British document you have, is that all? Yes, basically regarding Ghana, that is all. Great. So um, what about the American document, the one that has the... The, the Department of Justice. Well, now, we, need to, we, need to, we need to mention that what Godfrey read was part of a judgment. Now, what he's about to go through is part of what the prosecution has mm-hmm. as evidence against Airbus. Mm-hmm. Right? So this one is more allegations. Right? The one we read was the judgment. Now, we need to be careful that the reason the, the, the Attorney General, former Attorney General, responded in the statement she wrote was in re- relation to the judgment. Because a judgment is more substantive than a list of claims by somebody. So, in this conversation, what is coming from the British court is weightier than what the, the Department of Justice is putting out. Because the Department of Justice is now a list of allegations against Airbus. Right? Now, we can say that because the Americans have associated themselves with the judgment of the British court, they will probably yield to the evidence the British court adduced and evi- evidently the decision to find Airbus. But I'm just pointing out that the, the next thing we are going to read is more a list of allegations against Airbus, but it's very similar to what the British court listed in its evidence against Airbus. Right. Now, I don't know if you have that in front yeah, of you. Um, I will just read, because we are close to tech and social media, Yes. I will read the official press release and then when we return from, we'll go into, we'll the, go into the details. So, from the Department of Justice of the United States, very good. Um, they issued on Friday, January 31, 2020, mm-hmm. this particular statement. Airbus agrees to pay over $3.9 billion in global penalties to resolve foreign bribery and ITAR case. Mm-hmm. Airbus SE, a global provider of civilian and military aircraft based in France, has agreed to pay combined penalties of more than $3.9 billion to resolve foreign bribery charges with authorities in the United States, France, and the United Kingdom, Mm -hmm. arising out of the company's scheme Mm -hmm. to use third-party business partners to bribe government officials as well as non-governmental airline executives around the world and to resolve the company's violation of the Arms Export Control Act and its implementing regulations, the International Traffic in Arms Regulation, in the United States. This is the largest global foreign bribery resolution to date. Mm-hmm. Airbus entered into a deferred prosecution agreement with the department in connection with a criminal information filed on January 28, 2020 mm-hmm. in the District of Columbia charging the company with conspiracy to violate the anti-bribery provision of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act 
and conspiracy to violate the AEC and its implementing regulations, the ITAR or ITAR. Mm-hmm. The FCPA charge arose out of Airbus's scheme to offer and pay bribes to foreign officials, including Chinese officials, in order to obtain and retain business, including contracts to sell aircraft. Mm. The AECA charge stems from Airbus's willful failure to disclose political contributions, commissions or fees to the U.S. government as required under the ITAR in connection with the sale or export of defense articles and defense services to the armed forces of a foreign country or international organization. Mm-hmm. Now, Airbus engaged in a multi-year and massive scheme Mm-hmm. to corruptly enhance its business interests by paying bribes in China and other countries and concealing those bribes, said Assistant Attorney General Brian A. Benchakowski of the Justice Department's Criminal Division. This coordinated resolution was possible thanks to the dedicated efforts of our foreign partners at the Serious Fraud Office in the United Kingdom and the PNF in France. The department will continue to work aggressively with our partners across the globe to root out corruption, particularly corruption that harms American interest Super. so it basically just goes on to list what happened what happened but, on the other side was like i told you they were investigating china and arms infractions but they still found out that yes something significant happened in ghana happened, yes for we they dedicate paragraph 132 all the way to paragraph 146 yeah. so they've they've given ghana 14 paragraphs of allegations so we'll come to that shortly we'll also tell you that this airbus situation is actually Shouldn't be surprising to anybody who follows the way international big business works because there is enough evidence about a complex network of bribery by large corporations of other governments. And it's not just developing countries. The other point we need to make is that a lot of the Western framing of corruption is very African. For example, I was watching one of the channels on um, Friday, VOA, they were talking about corruption in Africa. It was a big discussion. But if you look at the activities of a lot of these global companies, the, the bribery is not limited to developing countries or African countries. They bribe everywhere. <laughs> and uh, people who look for political... I mean, look at Brazil and what happened. Political contributions are not an issue just in Ghana. So we need to put that in context. But we'll be back with more on this. In the meantime, your views are welcome. 54 We'll tell you what the president is asking the to start to do and whether that will be done devoid of the partisanship that accompanies corruption allegations. But Tech and Social Media Trends is brought to us by Standard Chartered Bank. And Kojo will be joining us shortly with the uh, segment. Kojo, welcome. Thank you, Bernard. Mm. And Airbus is in the trends because, look, it's the biggest story. <laughs> huge story. <laughs> it's the biggest story. It's as huge as their, their latest airline. Yes. The, the aircraft, the biggest one. Yes. Airbus is trending at number one. And Charles Rekubrobe, who tweets at Itazan, says, Bernard, what is the legal basis for the president's call directive to the supposedly independent special prosecutor uh, to investigate the Airbus bribery scandal? Mm-hmm. That's a question he, he's asking. Okay. But a lot of people are tweeting about this issue. Mm-hmm. Sharik Mohammed tweets, finally, the SP will have some work to do, but please, given that the government of Ghana did not lose any money per the Airbus judgment, why would the president rather not investigate his $24 million tax waiver to his son-in-law? But how do you know Ghana didn't lose any money? Because yes. we haven't even told you where we got the money to buy the aircraft. In fact, when we come back, we'll tell you the Ghana side of the story, even before Airbus, because this was a contentious issue in Parliament. We took loans to buy those aircraft. Yep. Now, how did we shortlist the companies? And how did we 
are what procurement process do we use to buy those aircraft? And how do you know whether Ghana has not lost any money? So I think it's too early to say this. Now, Cecil Kwabna tweets, I'm personally elated the Airbus bribery scandal has been referred to the special prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Can same can be done to the PDS scandal? Mm. 500 missing excavators, mm-hmm. 400 missing tricycles, the Kroll agreement, Kelney GVG, Ameridu, and the Galamse issues. Let's be serious in this country. Mm. So a lot more people are tweeting. <laughs> and almost every news um, handle is tweeting about Airbus. this Airbus issue yeah. this morning. So mm. that's uh, one of the top trends in Ghana today. Mm-hmm. Kofi B is also in the trends. Ghana is trending. Kofi B is, has been in the trends um, since yesterday because um, Ghanaians are mourning him. Those who knew him are celebrating him because they say he was one of the finest. He was one of the purest uh, when it comes to high life. And so a lot of people are mourning him. Okonfokwade has tweeted, oh. KOD has tweeted, Ochiame mm. Kwame has tweeted, Sarkodie. Everybody is talking about Kofi B and mm. why Ghana has lost a great but sign. But on, on Saturday, Spelling B was trending. Yes, 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 yes. I'm, I'm, I'm coming <laughs> the there. Spelling B was trending massively. I'm, I'm giving you what, what's, <laughs> what is trending now. This morning. Yesterday, then I'll take you back to um, those issues mm-hmm. that happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are talking about Kofi B this morning, and a lot of media houses are also playing his music. So yes, uh, that's a bit on Kofi uh, B. B. Now Ghana is trending because Airbus Ghana, Airbus Ghana, right? Mm-hmm. So Ghana is trending. But one tweet which is coming up this morning is from Tropical Storm, and he tweets that don't forget Africa retweet to help Ghana protect its rainforest from bauxite mining okay and it puts a profile of the tunnel of in forest reserve mm-hmm. um, there for people to read about tunnel of in forest reserve and why it's important that we protect those forest reserves now on saturday <laughs> charlie me i was somewhere and i started seeing tweets about uh, young people spelling words that even Adults cannot spell. <laughs> Lots of tweets. Adults can even pronounce. Yeah, 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 and it's 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 all about the spelling bee, which went on on Saturday. Mm. If you want, if, if you want to see more about the spelling bee, you can follow them on social media. Uh, uh, spelling bee gh. You can also check out their website. Now, what we'll do at City TV is to rebroadcast um, the event for those of you who missed it. So mm-hmm. we'll announce um, the uh, times and the dates so that people can catch that particular event, the spelling bee. Now, Bernard, I'll take you to um, Wikipedia <coughs> anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Because in 1966, Ghana became a republic, right? 1960. 1960. N- no, 1960. Yes, and in 66, we, uh, we, we overthrew Nkrumah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, now, in 1966, the Soviet Union launched their Luna 9 spacecraft and made a soft landing on the moon. This is 3rd February. Yes. And it became the first spacecraft to take pictures from the surface of the moon. Mm. I'm linking it to Ghana because in 1966, we were overthrowing presidents. And in 1966, <laughs> people were going to the moon. And we've still not been able to do anything proper when it comes to space travel. Charlie, this is your, your link is no, 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 no. It's, it's 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 important when we talk about space travel. We've seen. You no, know, I know where you are going. Yes, we've but seen. But I don't want to go there with you. No, no, wait. <laughs> because see, you, no, you don't need to explain. I understand. <laughs> I'm a boy,
Minutes past eight, still on the coffee bee mood. But if you're a trader or merchant looking to grow your business, this is time to grow faster and go further with Echo Bank's Digi Banking Pack. This pack is designed specially with the growth of your business in mind. Benefits include a zero opening balance, no monthly service charges, automatic access to your payment and collection solutions, and a load of up to 200,000 CDs. The Echo Bank Digi Banking Pack comes with capacity building and financial literacy programs to empower you grow your business. To find out more about how to grow faster and go further, call 3225 or visit our website or go to digipackgh at echobank.com. Echo Bank is the first and only national accredited entity to the Green Climate Fund. And if you're paying too much to too little data, it's time to turn to the network that gives you more data for less. Dial star 700 hash on Vodafone, Ghana's only gigabit network, and experience real data freedom. On Vodafone, we don't just talk about giving you more for less, we actually do. We've doubled the data allocation on star 700 hash, and for only 10 CDs, you get 1.5 gig of data valid for 15 days. For 20 CDs, you get double value of 4 gig of data valid for one month. And for 50 CDs, you get a whopping 10 gig. That's the magic of Star 700 Hash. Browse and chill with Vodafone. Ben, I can wish my one and only sweet wife comfort a happy belated birthday. She's a nurse at Pando. Yesterday was her birthday. Tell her I love her so much. I pray God grants her good life and good health. This is coming in from me and our girl Nunya from Wanda Islegon to comfort. Alright, so we've read for you parts of the UK Crown Court's judgment. Which is really, uh, it's, how do I call it? Uh, it's not, um, it's not, a, uh, it's not like, it, it didn't come up after a hearing. Yeah. It was more an arrangement um, that is done, uh, how do you even call it? Based on mutual agreement. Yes. Essentially not like a, the full trial was not held. Yes. Because now um, from what we are uh, experts in the space are telling us mm. and we are open to correction on this and also to input from the lawyers out there. Mm-hmm. This basically happened because of the size of the company we are talking about here. Mm-hmm. Airbus. Now if Airbus goes on full trial, mm-hmm. you are looking at a company that is has business in the billions and provides essential services to a host of countries across the world, Mm -hmm. employs thousands of people. It's listed on a lot of stock exchanges. Mm -hmm. And so the impact of even just a trial could be quite excessive. And Mm. so 
these countries have come to this particular arrangement where they say we fine you and I don't from what we are reading and we are being told this is mm. not new. We are told that English law allows the Sheriff Office to postpone prosecution of an organization based on an agreement between the SFO itself and the company or companies suspected to have committed economic crimes. Mm-hmm. Such an agreement requires a seal of judicial approval to become lawful and may even allow the offending institution to avoid prosecution entirely. Now, the court in this decision on such applications considers, among other things, whether or not the DPA before it is in the public interest. So this this agreement is called a DPA. And also the terms of the agreement must be fair, reasonable and proportionate. And so they found out that prosecuting Airbus would not would have, among other things, led to massive job losses and decimated the company's performance on the stock market in the immediate to long term because that uncertainty affects a lot of things. And so, uh, and it's almost like the too big to fail thing with banks, right? Companies are large and they are so networked that when they do bad things and you want to deal with them properly, when they come down, the whole system comes crumbling down. So yeah. you find a way of <laughs> slapping them on their wrist and then tell them to go and sin no more. Essentially, that's what's happening. Now, we are told that, uh, that this... The court took the view that prosecuting Airbus would le- would have led to massive job losses, brought down the company's performance on the stock market in the medium to long term, and that the company could have easily hemorrhaged about 200 billion pounds in the long term if it faced prosecution immediately. So the SFO investigation found that uh, Airbus, which has since agreed to pay over 3 billion pounds in fines, had engaged in schemes that involved bribing its way to lucrative contracts in, let's mention the countries again, Malaysia, mm-hmm. Sri Lanka, Taiwan, Indonesia, and Ghana. We are the only African country mentioned here. And the other countries mm. seem to be in the same general area. Now, French and UK authorities also found similar evidence of alleged bribery involving Airbus officials uh, in their agents in Russia and China. Now, let's, let's summarize the Ghana case again. The judgment of the Crown which got Fred Red highlights instances where Airbus officials as part of a scheme to obtain or maintain contracts with the government either bribed or agreed to bribe intermediaries with close links to a high-ranking state official elected in 2009 who took office and was still in office in 2012 to 2015. The documents did not mention any names, but the time frame stated covers the period of the Mills Mahama government. Now, the first agreement to pay bribes was to involve some 5 million euros which was disguised as a commission to an intermediary, named as Intermediary 5, engaged by Airbus to promote its proposal to sell two C-295 aircraft to Ghana. Eventually, due process tests of the companies of exposed the dubious arrangements and no money was paid. Subsequent approaches by Airbus succeeded, resulting in Ghana buying three of the aircraft through the multinational Spanish defense subsidiary at a separate time. This was done by Airbus to hide the payments. The deals were arranged through a number of intermediaries led by one intermediary, five, said to be an unnamed relative of a powerful Ghanaian official who at the time was a decision-making position. So a lot of people are pointing and saying that if the, 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 the claim says the person was elected, now we elect MPs and presidents and vice presidents. Yes. Now, the, the other problem though is that they said that the person assumed office in 2009. So that suggests that this is either a president or a vice president and not an MP. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other point is that this person... Uh, has a was in office after 2012, yeah, yeah. so it couldn't be Mills. Do you understand? Because Mills died in 2012, so that the you can logically deduce that they are referring to President Mahama, which is and then of course they haven't mentioned his name. Neither have they mentioned name of this the so-called relative. relative but yes. if you go on social media, people are making inferences. But the hints are there, the clues are there. For which reason 
reading uh, the former attorney general's statement is very very important because now she says she says that no bribe was paid to a Ghanaian government official what the court is saying is that the bribe was paid to an intermediary who is a relative of this government official and i think her press statement just reiterates that point but the inference you cannot let that one is up to you do you, do you get my point so if you have a statement i want you to read it for me before we go to the u.s one because her statement sort of tries to say look the the way this is being reported is not accurate and that it's it's being presented as if uh, the government of ghana official within 2009 and 2015 actually <coughs> collected a bribe so here's the, the statement former attorney general rebuffs reports on airbus bribery claim let me read the statement our attention has been drawn to media reports about a deferred prosecution agreement the so-called dpa which i just explained entered between airbus se and the united kingdom serious fraud office in respect of the practice of airbus se in paying commission to its agents and the use of those commissions mm-hmm. the report alleging that airbus se paid bribes during the administration of former president john evans mills and john Damani mahama are false let me repeat the report alleging that airbus paid bribes during the administration of president john evans mills and john Damani mahama are, are false misleading and do not reflect the approved judgment i have a problem with this the reports that airbus paid bribes are true the reports as to whether somebody received a bribe in government may be, false, may be false right so this sentence he writes i don't think is properly constructed but well she's a lawyer i'm not now indeed the approved judgment of the crown court of sadok approving the dpa between the airbus and the uk's serious fraud office does not allege that any payment was made by airbus to any government official this is true directly right but her previous paragraph is problematic let's go on it is therefore a gross distortion for the media to conclude that officials of the ghana government between 2009 and 2015 were bribed or paid any commission by airbus uh, for the acquisition of the casa c295 aircraft now if you read what the court said they they sincerely believe that the payment was made to this intermediary as a proxy to Mm-hmm. the government official how much is clear you get me so it, it doesn't state this but that's why i say you should also read the american one yeah, because that, is, yeah. that also gives some interesting details the american document is 104 pages long it's the uh, what's the name of the department again department what of justice document yes. paragraph 132 to 146 is dedicated to ghana yes that's about 12 paragraphs yes and as i uh, told you earlier the americans the american interest in this was related to ITAR infractions, which is International Trade in Arms Regulations. Mm-hmm. And they cited part 130. So just to read what 130 says. Yes. Yes. So it, um, basically, its purpose is this. That it provides this, it provides that the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. that is the American Secretary of State, shall prescribe regulations with respect to reporting on certain payments relating to sales of defense articles and defense services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me just now now let's just be also clear two things i've said the british document is part of a judgment which is called a deferred prosecution agreement yeah. instead of prosecuting we can defer and say we will not prosecute yeah, yeah. so that's substantive judgment yeah. now the the, the the british document refers to the relative of this government official just as relative yes. right intermediary five. intermediary five the american document actually says 
this person is the brother mm. Right, so you read American ones just go. to just compare and contrast. Okay, so 132 mm-hmm. on Ghana says Airbus completed two campaigns to sell C-295 aircraft to the Republic of Ghana in 2009 and 2015, mm-hmm. resulting in the sale of three C-295s during this period, mm-hmm. two of which were the subject of false ITAR Part 130 certifications. Good, so you mentioned ITAR because that's their focus. That's their focus. Yes. And for one of which there was no application filed because the re-exports did not meet the requirements of ITAR Part 130. Several Airbus senior executives from Airbus Defense and Space were directly involved in the Ghana SEALs campaign. Senior Airbus executives yes. from Airbus, Airbus Defense, and Defense and Space. Yes. Right. So let me continue. The first contract... Now just, to let, just to be clear, so you know Airbus produces both passenger planes and military planes. planes yes. So the Airbus Defense and Space will be one entity within the within airbus, the airbus that deals with the military and defense type of aircraft yes which is what we wanted to buy yeah go on the first contract between airbus and ghana was signed on august 3 2011 selling two c295s airbus delivered the two aircraft on november 17 2011 wow and march 19 2012 respectively pretty good time airbus filed itar licenses applications with the ddtc for the transfer of the defense articles in these two c295s to ghana under license numbers given yes given them in those license applications airbus stated that the transaction met the requirement of 22 cfr 132 which is what i read i just read to you good which is where which, which is where the infraction is exactly now the infraction is that the law simply states that on the export of arms under the arms export control act of the united states mm-hmm. it provides that the secretary of state shall prescribe regulations with respect to reporting on certain payments exactly relating to sales of defense articles and defense services exactly and airbus claimed yes. that the transaction in question met those requirements. requirements yes and that its vendors had not paid yes or offered or agreed to pay any political contributions fees or commissions again the americans are using uh, political contributions, yes. fees or commissions. Yes. British used bribe. Bribe. Good. Okay. We just need to look at the difference in yes. terms and then you can relate that. Go on. So, if I'm going to 134. In fact, Airbus or its vendors had paid, offered or agreed to pay political contributions, fees or commissions in connection with these sales in the amount of at least 3.5 million euros. So, they are saying that even though Airbus said we didn't pay, they paid. paid so, yes. Airbus, is, Airbus is lying. Yes. Good. Now, between 2009 and so which is which is why I say that if the attorney general, former attorney general, says that the Airbus did not make any payment, yes, you see, she is not in a place to say that. say that. She can say that no government official received money, mm. but it's not in a place to say that media is reporting that paragraph too. That's why I said that there's a problem yes. there because it's been it's clear yeah. that they paid. Yeah, good. And Airbus hasn't denied it. That's why they agreed to the deal. That's why they are begging. Exactly. <laughs> good. Between 2009 and 2016, individual one. Mm-hmm. A citizen of Ghana was a high-ranking elected government official in Ghana during the relevant ITAR time period, beginning in or around 2009. Sorry, sorry to cut you. Okay. So the, the British court referred to this as government, government official, official one, described as a key decision maker in respect of the sale. Yes. The Americans say he's individual one. one. A citizen of Ghana Good. was a high-ranking elected government official in Ghana Good. during the relevant ITAR period. Good. Beginning in or around 2009, a few months after Individual 1 took office, mm-hmm. Individual 1 was in direct and repeated contact 
with senior Airbus executives from both the Defense and Space Division and SMO International about Airbus sales campaigns. Sorry, sorry, can you repeat this? What paragraph are you reading? 135. Repeat it, what you read again. Between 2009 and 2016, mm -hmm. Individual 1, a citizen of Ghana, mm -hmm. was a high-ranking elected government official in Ghana during the relevant ITAR time period. Okay. Beginning in or around 2009, a few months after Individual 1 took office, Individual so the, the, 1... The word took office is a key, key issue there. Okay, let's go on. Individual 1 was in direct and repeated contact with senior Airbus executives from both the Defense and Space Division and SMO International about Airbus sales campaigns. Good. Individual 1 was influential in having the government of Ghana approve aircraft purchases and Individual 1 contacted Airbus senior executives during the government approval process. In in wow. 2011, so they, they have evidence that this person spoke to the Airbus officials. Yes, good. In 2011, so so this person must have direct, um, how shall I say? If for example, you, you can look at how we procure <coughs> aircraft in Ghana, mm -hmm. which of the government councils or agencies are responsible for that? Buying aircraft, yeah. Okay, then you can make the inference, but just go on. Okay. Uh, okay, so let 136. Let me just go to 136. <laughs> no, let me just finish. In let me finish 135. Yeah. In 2011, mm -hmm. during individual one's time in office, mm -hmm. the Ghanaian Parliament approved the purchase of two C295 aircraft. Mm -hmm. 136. And we have parliamentary information we'll share with you we'll later. Share on that, to yes. This, yes. In connection with the sales to Ghana, beginning on or about January 1, 2009, the Defense and Space Division's Spanish subsidiary contracted with individual one's brother. Consultant four in the UK document they refer to as intermediary, intermediary five, five and they say it's a close relative. Yes. But in the American document they say he's a brother. Yeah. Yes. So they are very clear. And that's what individual one? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the, this person is a citizen of Ghana and Ghana and the United, the United, United Kingdom. Kingdom. Yes. So again, you are looking for this individual's brother who's a citizen of both Ghana and the UK, yes. not just Ghanaian. Yes. The American language is nice. Airbus purposely sought to engage consultant four. Due to his closeness to Individual 1, and Airbus management included Consultant 4 in their communications with Individual 1. Hmm. Airbus used Consultant 4 as a conduit for messages intended for Individual 1. Wow. Consultant hmm. 4 traded on his access to Individual 1. Great. 137. So this is the point they are making. Yes. Consultant 5, a citizen of the United Kingdom, worked in conjunction with Consultant 4 to assist in the sale. Consultant 4 and 5 were initially engaged by Airbus without any written business partner agreement and without Airbus completing due diligence. In the UK document, they refer to consultant 4 and 5 as intermediary 5 and 6. six. Yes. And that they also are two UK nationals with no experience in the aircraft mm -hmm. industry. So it's the same sort of yeah. general narration but different emphasis based on the laws that are applied. Mm -hmm. Airbus initially agreed to pay consultant 4 through a company owned by consultant 4 and consultant 5 in excess of 3.5 million euros for the Ghana C-295 sales campaign. This will be the commission. Yes. Airbus worked with Consultant 4 and Consultant 5 for two years before submitting a business partner application mm -hmm. to Airbus's compliance staff. Good. In October 2011, Airbus's compliance staff rejected the proposed contract between Airbus and Consultant 4 and Consultant 5's company because Consultant 4 had a familiar relationship to Individual 1. Being, being brother. Being brother. Specifically, Airbus's compliance, the Airbus compliance that found 
that the shareholders of this company are so close to the decision makers and this is in quotes yes. so they are quoting from official airbus documentation exactly thereafter due to the scrutiny of using consultant four as a business partner senior leadership in smo international and the defense and space division concocted a plan to deliberately circumvent airbus's compliance rules hey. specifically the airbus executives proposed to pay consultant four via organization one mm-hmm. which we have discussed in the uk document, document. as company Com- inter- uh, eight yes as intermediary eight yes now organization one was a spanish-based third-party business partner of airbus previously used on other defense and space campaigns mm-hmm. organization one was in good standing with smo international organization one had no prior affiliation with consultant four consultant five Airbus used Organization One solely as a pass-through entity to obscure the involvement and payment of Consultant Four in sales transactions. So this Organization One also has questions to answer because you have no business with Ghana. Your name is just you are just being put there yes. as a placeholder <coughs> so that you collect the money and, and pass it on. Pass it because on the somebody. person who is collecting this commission is too close to the decision maker. Yes, and, and so which is why some is saying that the 3.5 whole thing is even an inappropriate payment, not just the bonus 800,000 that was added. Do you get my point? Yeah. So there's a 3.5 million and then some 800,000. So Godfrey, just go on. So organization one did not undertake any third party business partner activity in Ghana in connection with the 2011 campaign to sell the aircraft. Yet they were the organization that was used as the pass through entity. Now going to paragraph 141, giving some of this under the scheme, on March 2012, Airbus entered into a contract with Organization One to provide business partner services on the C295 campaign. Mm-hmm. Although the agreement was signed on March 20, 2012, this is another problem. It's stated that the effective date for the contract was January 1. It was by Because they had done some, the, the Organization four, 4 had done some work for two years. But because they are too close to this person, we, all, we also don't want the work they've done to just to disappear. Go with it. So we backdate. Charlie, this is serious. This is serious fraud. <laughs> to backdate the contract two years. And this is a global airbus. Hey! Charlie! The agreement was signed by Airbus Defense and Space Management and noted that organization once operational address was in Ghana. This Spanish-based mm-hmm. company that was just being used as a front. Despite the fact that the organization one was operating in Spain, under the agreement, Organization One would be provided a success fee for the sale of the aircraft. The fee was calculated to be approximately 3 million euros, a similar amount to the previously promised to the consultant for of 3.5 million euros. Paragraph 142. Pursuant to the agreement between March 2012 and February 2014, Airbus paid in excess of 3.5 million euros to Organization One in Spain. The payments on this contract were authorized by SMO International, mm-hmm. right? Thereafter, this organization, which is the intermediary front, mm-hmm. transferred money to the account of the company owned by Consultant 4 and, and 5. five. Yeah. Consultant 4 being a brother of this high-ranking Ghanaian government official. This organization took a percentage of the money prior to transfer. <laughs> In total, the company owned by Consultant 4 and 5 was paid in excess of 1.8 million euros in May 2012 related to the 2011 sale of the two C95. Consultant 4 later claimed 71,000 euros still owed to him related to this sale. (laughs) Reminds me of somebody who is making claims. In February 2014, Airbus management 
at SMO International and Defense and Space sought to extend Airbus's contract with Organization One. Their work was just to receive money and repay. Related to subsequent campaigns to sell C-95 aircraft to Ghana, Airbus's compliance staff rejected extension request and required that a new contract be signed. In March 2015, a request was submitted for Organization One to be paid 1.6 million euros for the 2015 sale of one of the 295 aircraft to Ghana. In the request, it was noted that the organization one was involved in previous sellings. You know, sellings is it's not proper English, so they put SIC in there. But noted that no contract had been signed with organization one. Cost 145. Yes, consultant four. four. Subsequently demanded from both Airbus from Airbus and Organization One, the payment of 1.6 million euros in connection with the 2015 C-295 sale. Mm-hmm. Additionally, on or about March 28, 2012, Airbus made political contributions in the amount of 62,200 euros to a Spanish foundation related to agricultural development in Ghana. This contribution was not initially disclosed on uh, GC 2715-11 or GC 2020-12. Airbus subsequently disclosed the same to the State Department out of abundance of caution as no direct link between these political contributions and the relevant C-295 sales has been identified to date. So let's just go through the payments again. First, they paid 3 million euros mm-hmm. to this organization. One mm-hmm. organization one paid um 1.8 million euros to this company organization four right and then they took some of the money as their own for the work for work they did they didn't pay yeah. the whole three million then consultant four then says we need you to pay 1.6 million for the 2015 sale so for every aircraft you sell you have to pay us some money mm-hmm. and that money we don't know whether has been paid fully or not mm-hmm. but then airbus also made a 62 euro contribution to this Spanish foundation related to Agric in Ghana, which we don't know is whether it's, whether it's related to the sale on week, we cannot tell. Good. So, let's now do Ghana. Because I feel that we need to talk about <laughs> the, Ghana side. the Ghana side of things. And we have a short sort of background thing for you on, on Ghana. But this is, this for, for now, anybody listening shouldn't be surprised that such a large global company like Airbus is doing these kinds of things. Because the standard. This is not strange at all. As documents we have will show that articles having been written shows that large multinationals routinely do yeah. this in many countries, not just developing yeah. countries. Mm. Right? Now let's 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 could you maybe you should take me to the Ghana side of things, right? Um let's forget about what has been said so far and let's talk about what we know from the Ghana side in terms of our own digging into what Parliament has said, records in speeches made by Ghana government officials and things like that. Just walk me through what we know and then we can piece everything together. Okay, so what we know is that Ghana bought um, three military planes, C-295s from Airbus. The nation received its first C-295 in November 2011. Mm-hmm. The second aircraft was received in April 2012 mm. and the third in November 2015. Which tallies with the dates provided by the American and British people. Now, the deals covering them were argued at the time to be in line with the 2009 to 2012 strategic plan of the Ghana Armed Forces. Mm -hmm. And all three purchases approved by Ghana's parliament after heated disagreements on the floor were roundly marketed by the government of the day as a drive to modernize Ghana's air force. Mm -hmm. Where did we get money to buy this aircraft? Because (coughs) somebody is 
paying you to buy their aircraft. Yep. That's essentially what they are they are doing. Now, funding for the first two C two nine fives came from a loan facility. Ooh, we that, took a loan. Yes, that amount was <coughs> worth about sixty million euros. Sixty million euros. Yes. From where? From the Deutsche Bank SAE. Deutsche Bank is German. Yes. Airbus is European. Yes. Just take note of that. Sixty million euros. Yes. To buy the aircraft. So we took a loan. We don't have money. We took a loan. Yeah. yeah they are paying somebody for facilitating <laughs> the deal. Yeah. Person is a big man. And then we took a further eleven point seven million euros. Okay. From the Fidelity Bank of Ghana Limited. Wow. Which was also approved by Parliament during the period for the acquisition of two DA42 MPP Guardian Surveillance Aircraft from, for, for the Ghana Air Force. Okay. So th- so that's for the first part. 60 million from Deutsche Bank, 11 yes, million from, from Fidelity yes. Bank. But is that all? <clears throat> that's not all. Now, the House also approved a total loan sum of $105 million. Okay. From where? From the Brazilian Development Bank. Okay. For the purchase of an Embraer E190 jet for the country. Now, as for the Embraer, we can enter that later because Embraer yeah. is Brazilian. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting where the, the, the funding or the loan agreement for these purchases come from. And if you follow that, that you also there's a whole story there. So, for example, KGTR market will be built by a Brazilian construction company. We go to a Brazil development bank to take to the take loan. Money. It's the standard procedure, which is why when we analyze some of these uh, international so-called investment summits i see it as market development for foreign companies yep. right because they will say we are coming to supply you 200 beds our company will build the beds we'll give you a loan from our bank for you to buy the beds and you pay it back into our bank so it's basically so so look at it so deutsche bank is giving you a loan to purchase the airbus airbus is an european company and then brazilian development bank is giving you a loan to purchase them embryo. embryo jet okay what happened in parliament during this period now, prior to the parliamentary approval, you remember back then, Osei Chairman Sabos was the minority leader, right? Yeah. Now, he slammed the deals as both questionable and non-transparent. As the minority always does. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> Adding that the contract sums had been padded by the government. Oh, so Chairman Sabos at the time claimed yes. that, and I think we can find the, the direct quotes at the yes. time, because this is, in, and I'm sure it's been a parliamentary record. So he said the deals were what? Questionable, yes, and non-transparent, mm-hmm. claiming that the contract sum had been padded, yes, by the by the by the government. Then. Did he provide any evidence? He 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 provided some information from a Google search. <laughs> now, <laughs> on in Parliament, yes. Now, I'm, oh, serious. I'm, I'm I'm trying to pull some of the news reports on this. Um, so he he tabled figures from the internet. Yes. To back his claim that the deal was over bloated. For example, the Daily Guide reported on the 7th of July, uh, 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 21st of July 2011. Mm -hmm. The minority in parliament yesterday accused the ruling NDC of profligate spending as the Mills administration goes on a shopping spree buying new presidential jets. (laughs) They call it presidential jets. Okay. The administration had secured over $250 million in loans to purchase five aircraft for the presidency and the military. Good. 
The governing NDC, which sought parliamentary approval for credit facilities to purchase the aircraft yesterday, mm-hmm. is also using a colossal amount of $17 million to build a hangar to house two planes. Kai. An amount the minority described as highly inflated and outrageously profligate. Kai. Germans are English. Yes. The fleet included the Embraer E190 jet with a hangar to be purchased with a loan of $105 million. Which you just read. From the Bra- Brazilian Development Bank. Two mm-hmm. DA. 42 MPP Guardian surveillance aircraft mm-hmm. with a loan of 11.75 million euros from the Fidelity Bank mm-hmm. and two Casa 295 mm-hmm. military transport aircraft with a credit facility of 60 million euros from the Deutsche Bank. So SAE in the specific Spain. case of the Airbuses, it was a 60 million yes. from the Germans, the German and bank. The minority led by Osei Mensa Bonsu suspected that various amounts quoted for the planes have been highly inflated by the government, saying, quote, we smell a rat, we smell a strong umbrella and chop chop, unquote. Now, why this is possibly believable is that we know that international procurement is very competitive, right? Yeah. So if Airbus wants to make sales to a government, they will be desperate to close their sale by a period. Yeah. Now, the only reason they will pay you 3 million euros as an intermediary is that they know that the margin they will get from selling that it's plane way is way higher than the 3 million that yeah. you get. Do you follow me? Now, we take a 60 million euro loan from a German bank to buy these two planes as part of the five. And then somebody from that company is paying 3 million to an individual for facilitating this. That should just let you give, get a sense of, even if one plane was 30 million euros, mm-hmm. what's the margin they are making on it to allow them to pay the 3 million euro? Commission plus bribe. Mm-hmm. I hope this is making sense to you guys. Go on. So, what did Timmons' claims come to? Did, was it debated in Parliament? Was there any any? Uh, what happened after the parliamentary yes. discussion? So, 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 what basically happened was that um, the other people on the other side say that. Uh, Chairman Sabonsu was relying on Google to come up with <laughs> so they, they serious claims of wrongdoing. Yes. So you should get out. Yes. But okay. what we know afterwards is that one of the C295s acquired uh, under the deal supported a United Nations mission in Mali. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, because back then um, the argument was made that our military used to take civilian aircraft, which was not mm. right. So. Mm. And we needed to get those aircraft for the military. Interesting stuff. So, um, that's where we are. But I'm sure that within that period as well, there were other decisions to acquire more airline equipment and, and stuff like this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So, um, where does this leave us? Well, it, it leaves us with an investigation according to the office of the president. So, what's the president saying? Yeah, you know, the president says it wants the special prosecutor to look into <coughs> the matter and take it from there so what what, what is he investigating does he say does he, he has which in terms elected of reference? government official uh whether so essentially who is who is this person who is this person and then they'll take it from there good now in the narration you didn't mention anything about the defense minister and the finance minister of the time because in one of the in one of the narrations in the british document they sort of give some details about the meetings that took place to seal the deal right of, or, although it's very clear the main issue is this individual four, four. or intermediary five. five and the amount of money he got yeah but it's helpful to note that for example there were meetings held including the attorney general's office ministry of defense to give their comments so i, I think what they're trying to basically say is that this high-ranking government official 
because he was or she was very influential in buying this aircraft you know, everything then has to go through process so finance ministry will comment defense ministry will comment and everything will be done kosher mm-hmm. to ensure yeah. that the aircraft is bought parliament to give the approval and everything else so i think for us the key thing is to find out who this individual is and also this relative of his or hers mm. and <laughs> so maybe the 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 the, the uh, special for example then need to find out for example whether the aircraft was bought as fair value whether there's actually any link to this person who's supposed to be a senior government official in terms of whether he received any payment from this intermediary right because that that would be what they are trying to find out yeah. because the fact that we saw the aircraft is not in doubt yeah. we bought the aircraft is not in doubt the the amount we bought is not in doubt yeah. is whether the amount was v- reasonable mm-hmm. will be one and then whether those payments were made to this intermediary and whether those payments made to the intermediary would, could have found their way into our political system anyway and whether this intermediary because it's both a Ghanaian and British can be prosecuted for the role they played yeah. mm. and then whether there are any conflict of interest issues there because if you have a relative of somebody who's making a decision then being your intermediary to buy this aircraft to the extent that Airbus saw that this is too close yeah, and they so have to they try have and to hide the payment what do our own laws you see so this is the other thing uh-huh. when you read the british thing uh, yeah. the british yeah. one yeah. made reference to british law yeah. english common law the american one also made reference to their own law so i think that our laws okay what do our laws say about bribery and corruption which would be the terms of reference for the special prosecutor because we, we cannot use british or american law to prosecute people here yeah all right which which brings me to what what does our law say about the role of intermediaries what does our law say about bribery and corruption and i'm, and I'm going to uh, maybe you, you share some of the things with us so for example in terms of bribery and corruption for in Ghanaian law what are the key issues which the uh, special prosecutor is going to look at right okay so we'll go into that shortly and then i'll also tell you that globally this is not new of course this is the largest of its kind and airbus is a huge company yeah right but we'll see it's 849 your comments are welcome zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six a few comments <laughs> for us before we come into the ghana law side of things okay uh this one says was the bribe actually paid to the government of uh, to the government of ghana official abeku senior who's in kumasi says bernard i'm confused when did ghana start election of vice presidents okay um Good morning, Bernard. Okay, so I heard you saying Ghana is the only country in Africa whose name came up in the Airbus saga. Well, that's true. But are you not happy about that? Brazil, too, we set record for there now. This on the <laughs> lighter side. Uh, it says, as we say in Chi, when you Okay. Um, another message. This one says, hello, Bernard. Airbus officials refuse to name top Ghanaian officials involved in a bribery allegation, which is causing a lot of finger pointing. Airbus must come again and name those officials. As it stands now, it is their word against every, against that of every former official in the last administration. We need further clarity. That's Delano. We, we explain why Airbus would not name the officials. It's not even Airbus. It's not Airbus. Why the, the court would not name the official? Now, the mention of Ghana and involvement of some top officials. The key issue is this. Now, you the, there is possibility of a trial. So even though there's a DPA, which is um, uh, a deferred prosecution there. agreement you cannot be mentioning people's names because you would then give them a disadvantage when the case is heard because you would have then sullied their name so for now they use these monikers to represent give you a sense of who they are yeah. right and then again as we've said 
the dpa doesn't mean that there will not be a prosecution of individuals so this is for the company but individuals within the company can be prosecuted as well that's why for even the airbus officials they didn't mention their names and i think for our side as well that's why the sfo uh, the Special prosecutor has been asked to go into this because the fact that money has been paid don't forget that the money paid by airbus is going to the british the french and americans right so now if we were sold an inferior aircraft or if we paid over the top of market value for the aircraft how do we get compensated just that me so the british and americans i'm not even sure how much money they lost right they are simply saying a company based in our jurisdiction is misbehaving misbehaved and used circumventing the rules in selling aircraft now we should be asking ourselves have we paid the 60 million euro back to the german bank have we paid 11 million back to 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 uh friends saying fidelity bank did we pay fair value fair market value for the aircraft right and then who benefited from that transaction so we should be asking ourselves those questions and forget about what the british and americans yeah, are doing chasing. because That's the money is going into their, their consolidated pockets. fund and we also need money to finish our roads here <laughs> you get my point <laughs> so anyway just read a few more comments and then we'll yeah. wrap up on the legal side of things and then move on to something else okay john terry from sakumono says we really need to read the document thoroughly um see the issue is not even about the identities of the parties involved so f- so far as i'm concerned there was no indication of bribery or even a demand for it it's got to do with ethics and when airbus found that it had risked falling foul of regulations it decided to work with another third party inter- intermediary eight uh, which it had previously done business that's john terry from sakumono he says that Alright, so uh, I'm sure if we get more of the parliamentary hands out, it will be nice to just remind people of the debate on the floor on that august date and what the various sides said and whether <laughs> whether people on the majority side are proud of the things they said that day and whether people on the minority side will be proud in fact we can get that audio for you because i think that it's it's a very important background and the other point it makes is that when there are par- parliamentary discussions and we are people are being partisan sometimes it's important for the record you see that's why we always say that if you're a member of parliament and your side is doing something that you feel is wrong you should be able to say it for the record because now look imagine if ghana was a sophisticated democracy would have said okay 
what was the debate on the floor on the day parliament approved the airbus who was the lead speaker on the majority side what was his defense for the deal now that it's been proven that airbus paid bribes to people for us to buy those planes what did the the person who opposed it also say do you get me because these things are important for the record now it gives a very interesting context to parliamentary debate all right now um let me probably take you to parliament so this debate took place in 2011 21st july. so 21st july this was president mills was in government actually a year before his death um chairman sabonsu was the minority leader Kletus avoka one of the three wise men don't forget this avoka et mensa and um chile yiletere no babin 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 they were the, the the three wise men babin infamously was on the house minister he was trying to get the stx deal through avoka was the majority leader in parliament so here's an excess of that debate over this particular airbus saga is raising now are not in dispute. That is the configuration that has to be done. They are not matters of dispute. It's the basic that we're talking about. And the SAA is a speaker he knows that the capacity of that one is even 112 and not 114 that we are talking about. He knows that. Satisfied. I am very much satisfied oh, that yeah. the issues raised by the honorable minority leader have been adequately addressed by the Minister of Defense. If I allude to some of the issues he raised, he's talking about Embraer 190. The minister explained that you see, Mr. Speaker, in Ghana, if you want to buy a land cruiser, somebody buy land cruiser GS, somebody buy land cruiser GSV8. All right, so and now, admittedly, this excerpt of the debate was between uh, Chairman Sabunsu and um, Claire Savoka, and the segment or the section of the debate we put out was about the Embraer, which was a presidential jet, but there was also two Airbus C-295s, and then there was also two other aircraft. Um, I'm looking... DA-42s. DA-42 Garden Surveillance Aircraft for the yes. Ghana Air Force. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking at the Hansard from Parliament. The Hansard for the day. 21st July 2011. 21st July 2011. Yes. And, and um, 
just a year before the death of the president. A lot of people spoke about this um, Hansard. Okay, on this Hansard? Yeah, 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 on, on this in the Hansard. So okay. the house met at 10.40 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, Madam Speaker in the chair, she, I think we'd have to take time to extract the various... No, just run through for me, at least one or Come to the part that they started talking about the aircraft, because uh, Hansard is the record of everything yes. in Parliament. And this would have been the main business of the well, day. Well, it was the main business. Because okay, so who started the debate? Um, Madam Speaker, Honourable Members, correction of... So Joyce Banfordado is the minister, yes. uh, is the uh, Speaker of Parliament. Yes. Defence Minister is Joseph Henry Smith. Yes. Finance Minister is Kobna Dufour. Yes. Uh, Attorney General is uh, Martin Amidu at the time, 2011. He took over from <laughs> Betty Modidrisu. Yes. Good. So, so then uh, Betty then became the education minister after Amidu took over. Good. So after the speaker spoke about um, the correction of votes and of, of Wednesday, 20th July, Professor Samuel Keamwako mm-hmm. spoke. Madam Speaker, page 13, under item 15, motion, the last line of the first paragraph, two DA-42 MPP Guardian Surveillance Aircraft. Mm-hmm. The S after aircraft is missing. Okay. They should read aircrafts. So that, they made a correction. that was when they were making the corrections. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Peter Wiafepepra also spoke. Madam Speaker, with uh, deference to the professor, I seem to think that the aircraft applies to both singular and pr- plural. So the, the main business was just on the aircraft. Now let me go to some of the things that Dosei Chemensa Bunsu said mm-hmm. and what um, Mr. Elitre said. Now, Madam Speaker spoke... Honorable members, mm-hmm. I do not know whether the leaders want to say anything, but if they do not, mm-hmm. and then that was 11.10 a.m., then Mr. Oseche Mensabunsu. Madam Speaker, when I was listening to the Honorable Member for New Job in North, Mr. Uswajiman, speak to the issue that he raised. That's yes. Mm-hmm. I thought he was on a slightly different path from what is being canvassed by the Honorable Minister responsible for health. But I agree that he's also raising issues connected with another dimension of the problem that we have in the House. Mm-hmm. Madam Speaker, I am of the of the firm opinion that when we come to criticize work that has been done by a particular committee, particularly the Finance Committee, sometimes we are not too mindful of the remits of the Finance Committee itself. Mm-hmm. Then he goes... It, this is the majority leader. Yes. Good. Then he goes on and on and on talking about the various things. So let's come to Chairman's. I want to know what Chairman's has said yes. at the time. just to, And then come back to... While, while we are at it, don't, don't forget that we've already said to you that it's 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 not a Ghana specific problem, and that's not to downplay the issue. But just to let you know that, look, it's not large that. organizations yeah. always find ways of pushing around government everywhere. Yeah. Now, governments that are weaker are more susceptible to bad deals. Countries that don't have a proper institution to review corruption will have a long history of being fleeced by global giants throughout all its history. A lot of international procurement of things we get, whether they are contracts to build roads, to supply parts to hospitals or schools, to supply aircraft, are always shrouded in these controversies. The truth is that a lot of the loans we take, if you if you were taking that loan for your own company, you wouldn't take that loan. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why Ghana is in debt distress is that we take a lot of loans on very poor terms, which we always debate in parliament on partisan side. A lot of the loans are from countries that these companies come from and the terms of the loan 
to every reasonable person reviewing don't make sense but usually the government will push it through the minority will shout but because it's politics will not focus the media also not pro- providing proper context so if you look at this particular case in 2011 you have embraer with a brazilian bank you have a um, deutsche bank for german uh, european airbus and all of those things it's just to let you know that these things keep repeating themselves right i want to just listen to what the specific claim the minority at the time made okay and whether it was something that at the time sounded reasonable enough to merit a relook at the agreement yes so the hansard i read was from 21st july 2011 good it was basically to make corrections to the hansard of 20th july 2011 super and the main motion for that particular one was credit agreement between gog and deutsche bank good loan agreement between gog and brazilian bank Mm -hmm. and credit agreement between gog and fidelity bank or related to the and aircraft. The, the finance committee would have considered this and made a proposal. And again, the majority in parliament would have majority in the finance committee. So if they vote, even if the minority don't agree, they would then recommend to the plenary that look, we approve this deal. So usually the debate takes place on the on the committee level. Usually the two leading sides would then come and summarize the views on the floor, right? So the work for this loan deal from Deutsche Bank which would then cover these two aircraft purchases, was done by the finance committee in parliament. Make sense? Super. So, what is it saying in that Hansard? It's, it's, it's a lot of information. You think they play in parliament? It's a lot. 309 pages, Bernard. Uh, giving us the background, giving us um, the details of the loan agreements. Because they would also add the report of the committee to the Hansard. Yes. Yes. So you need to move away from the report into the comments after the report is submitted. Yeah. You get my point. Yes, sir. Maybe you are digging it, we'll find them more. But whilst you are doing it, Cal Bank just made accessing financial services even easier. With just your contact details, a valid national ID and your fingerprint, you can easily perform your banking transactions at any Cal Bank agent outlet. The Cal Bank agent outlet channel allows you to open a Cal Bank Snap account, deposit or withdraw cash, transfer funds, pay bills at any of our agent outlets in your neighborhood visit your nearest agent location to enjoy the convenience of banking within your neighborhood for more information go to carbank's website carbank.net or come to our contact center or contact us via customer care at carbank.net you can also call us toll free 0800 500 500 Cal Bank agent banking your neighborhood bank coming up later on the spelling bee and what it tells us about what your child needs to know today we have a winner from tamale very fiercely compared comp- uh, contested event put together by the ghana spelling bee team graced by her ladyship the uh, lady julia very very exciting contest with difficult words very very difficult words now if you thought that you could spell or you think that charlie you are you are solid i'm going to give you a quick excerpt of what i'm going to play for you later on just listen to some of the words that the <laughs> uh the 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 the, the, the i don't know to call them the judges or the yeah the, the, the people organizing the competition some of the words they wanted these children to spell <laughs> charlie very serious words too Phycocyanin. 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 F. A. I. 
C H O S O Y A N I N Phycocyanin. I think you guessed that you didn't quite get it. Phycocyanin, listen to the Greek roots. Phyco, P-H-Y-C-O, cyanin, C-Y-A-N-I-N, phycocyanin. Thank you. Your word is invagal. 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 Please, can I have the information regarding the word invagal? Invagal. 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 Invagal is Anglo-French from Latin. Invagal is a verb. It means to win over by wiles, use clever talk or trickery to persuade someone. To obtain something. Invagal. Invagal. Please can I repeat the word? Invagal. 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 I N V A G U A L E. Invagal. So the correct spelling is I N V E I G L E in Vagal. Thank you. We'll keep going. You're the most courageous people I know. Your next word is Chautauqua. 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 Yes. Please may I have all the information related to Chautauqua. 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 It's named after a place, Chautauqua Lake, that comes from a Native American word in New York, probably Iroquois or Algonquin. Chautauqua. Chautauqua is a noun. It is a lake 30 kilometers long in southwestern New York. Chautauqua S C H O T O Q U A Chautauqua Sorry Chautauqua is spelled C H A U T A U Q U A Chautauqua Thank you Your word is baldakin, baldakin, or baldakin. Baldakin. Baldakin, baldakin, baldakin. 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 Please, can I have the definition of the word baldakin? 
Baldekin is a cloth canopy fixed or carried over an important person or a sacred image. Please, can I have the origin of the origin of of the origin of Baldekin? Baldekin. 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 It's Italian. B. A. L. Can I start over? Yes, but you'll have to use the same letters. B. A. L. D. A. K. I. N. Baldakin. Almost. B. A. L. D. A. C. H. I. N. Baldakin. Thank you. Okay, please give a try for oclophobia. 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 Yes. Please, can I have the origin of the word oclophobia? Good question. Oclophobia is a Greek word. Please, can I have the definition of the word oclophobia? Oclophobia means a morbid fear of crowds. A fear of crowds. Oclophobia. Please, can I have the word class of the word oclophobia? Oclophobia is a noun. Please, can you repeat the word? Oclophobia. Oclophobia. Please, does the word have an alternative pronunciation? They've given me oclophobia here. Okay. Oclophobia. O-C-L-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Oclophobia. No, one more letter. Can you just put one more letter in there? Oclophobia. O-C-H-L-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Thank you. Your word is capelletti. Capelletti. Could you, could you wait a minute until we have some silence in the hall, please? Yes. Thank you. Capelletti. 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 Please, please, may I have the origin of the word capelletti? It's Latin to Italian. Please, may I have the definition of the word capelletti? It's pasta um, with, filled with meat or cheese. Capelletti. 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 C. A P E L E T T 
I Capelletti. Capelletti is C A P P E L L E T T I. Capelletti. All right, so it's a quarter past nine on the City Breakfast Show. Well, I, I really don't know whether my education has a problem because I can't even spell some of the words they're asking the kids to spell. Do they have special preparation for this thing? Yes, they do. Yeah, because, I mean, why do you ask kids you know, to spell? The, but as I listened, something struck me about certain rules of spelling. You remember, they'll ask, what's the origin yeah, of the yes. word? And I think that... If you get the origin, is that part it, of their preparation? Yes, yes, part. Uh, okay, because okay. There, it's part of the rule. Okay, then, then I think they should know this because I was like, ah, why are they getting these words from? Yeah. Why are they asking uh, 14, 12 year olds uh, to spell words that they will never use in normal English? For me, I've seen the prep because my nephew has been to the scripts twice. What's the prep? Preparation. The preparation, I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, yes. what, what's in that preparation? Um, uh, spelling cards, basically. Mm-hmm. Then the etymology. Which is what Nathan was talking about. The because root of the word. If they know the root, they know it, it's spelled in a certain yes. way. It but sounded but in because a certain way. Because there was a particular word somebody was asked fight to Saracen. And then the, the child got it wrong. Because and the, the, the judge said, you didn't listen. You didn't pay attention to the root. Because if he had gotten the, the root, root, he wouldn't have started with a P. Yes. yes, he would have started with a P. So, so the technology so, is always... So are these things taught in school? No, these are specialized, specialized training that the kids undergo. But why don't we let our students all learn that preco? Because the purpose of studying <laughs> Greek... I mean, no, I'm just asking. See, so you said that to uh-huh. understand a word, you need to know its root and etymology. Yes. Right. So you're saying that there are words with Latinate roots and there are Greek roots. That's why people used to study Greek and Latin in the past to understand. Yes. So how do you say kids... Because my son was doing spelling yesterday. Mm. All the words I mentioned, he just chew and pour it and mention it. I said spell... Uh, this is just spell. He didn't ask me it. We just spell. Mm. So why don't we then say that the standard for educating kids uh-huh. in understanding words include etymology, Greek or French or uh, whatever history, so that they can understand. Because we are saying that we don't want chew and pour. We want well, understanding. Maybe some schools do so. Maybe these days some schools do so. Maybe no, because I, I nobody ever told me in my childhood that if I'm trying to understand the word, I should look for the Greek root. <laughs> <laughs> no, were you ever told? No, but why didn't they tell us? That's the reason I've been told. Yeah, but why? Is it, is it, okay, wait, is it only now that I realize that words have no, Greek and Latin? Not on the so learning evolves. But, but, but it's still not in our curriculum. You see, my problem is that we are here cannot say that definitively. Oh, we cannot say no, 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 no. That's what I'm telling you. That depends on where you go to school. These days, depending Could on you, where your kid attends school, school our, they will teach if them. If you take Ghana's curriculum, <laughs> is there anything in our <laughs> curriculum about no, no, no. Greek and Latin roots to be of fair, what I can well, say etymology? A lot of people encounter those things later in life, yeah. probably at uni. If you take a linguistics course, that is the first time most people are coming, or most people will come into contact with things like phonetics, phonology, Tell morphology. I was, those of, I was supposed to be one of the best English students in my secondary school. Uh-huh. And I, 14 year olds are spelling words that I don't even mean, I haven't even heard it before. So, so if you say that, for, so if now, I, from what you're saying and from this, maybe it should be incorporated more all across. When we teach kids vocabulary, whatever, whatever, let them understand where the word is coming from. And then it will help. Look, Bernard, even with the, even with the spelling bee, I noticed that sometimes the children would ask the vigilators or the judges to put it in a sentence. And by doing so, it would even guide them to zone or hone, you know, home in on the See, words. I wanted to even write the words. <laughs> I couldn't even write it. Like, the woman who mentioned it, I said, ah, what is this? 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's serious matter. Anyway, could you, before we continue the spelling bee, you said the Hansard has 300 and what? 306 pages, and I'm just going through to find that, out. And is this just the records of the proceedings, or it includes the, the, the committee's report? Um, what I'm seeing is the records of the proceedings, the records of the proceedings, largely, and bits of the committee's Have report. Have you seen anything specifically said about the airbuses? Because the Embraer was the main headline. Because, you see, don't forget about Ghana. So, in Ghana, when there's a, a discussion about a transaction, the one with the highest political consequence leads the day. The Embraer is a presidential jet. Mm-hmm. So, that's where the opposition will focus on because the president wants to travel in comfort. Nobody's going to say we shouldn't buy planes for our military for them to do better work. Nobody's going to buy we shouldn't buy surveillance planes. So you need to understand the reason why in the Hansard there's a lot more discussion on the Embraer than on the Airbus. Because the Airbus was a surveillance military plane. Nobody's going to have an argument that we shouldn't give our soldiers airlines. But when the president is going to sit in an aircraft, it becomes a whole lot of issues. Be that as it may, did Chairman Sabo's opposition stem from any legitimate suspicion about overpricing? Yes, so I'm looking at a thread of comments. Mm-hmm. And Osei Chairman Sabunsu um, at one point said that, Mr. Speaker, we've raised certain critical issues and we said we are not calling for a rejection of the facility. We are not calling for a rejection of the facility. I want to believe that our colleagues at the back benches will listen to us. And then at a point, he said that he want to put it on record that they abstained from approving that particular loan on the committee no, or in is, the plenary this, this is in the plenary the, the, the minority abstained yes and i quote mr speaker not to challenge the verdict except that for the record purposes because we raise what we consider very important matters which have not been acceded to we would want it to be registered that we abstain from the resolution for record purposes but i want to do everything to support the military but i believe that this is not the way to go mr speaker i want ah. to record it that we abstained then Mr. William O. Boafo, MPP, MP for Ecopol. <laughs> hey! W. O. Boafo. Yes. What did he say? It's quite lengthy. And I'll no, I want to hear what he said. No, I want to hear what he said. Hey! So after Chairman Sass spoke, W. O. Boafo. Yes. So, um, this is on the credit agreement between government of Ghana and the Deutsche Bank 60 million two C295 military aircraft for the Ghana armed forces mm-hmm. and says that Mr. Speaker I beg to second the motion moved by the chairman of the finance committee mm-hmm. Mr. Speaker the purpose of the motion is to ask the house to approve the procurement of CASA 295 mm-hmm. for the Ghana Air Force and they are two in number mm-hmm. Mr. Speaker the CASA 295 is being procured to replace the Fokker 27 which are two in number now the aircrafts which are operational now they are two in number. Mr. Speaker, the F-27 has been performing very useful duties for the Don't forget forces. that he was on the defense committee. Yes. So, and he became a deputy defense minister. He was. Uh, he was under yeah. Kufour. So, his comments on the aircraft will be taken by the House quite seriously. Yeah. Because he's both a lawyer and then and he's worked in the defense yes. side of things. Yes. So, Mr. Speaker, there is no doubt that the two planes, if they are procured to replace the F-27, will perform equally the same duties as the Fokker. Mm-hmm. And he gave specifications about the planes. Now, let me go to where he raised issues. Good. Mr. Speaker, the two observations that one will make 
on this issue are that the price of the aircraft as indicated in the report of the committee is $24 million plus. Mm -hmm. So the two aircraft will cost approximately $49 million plus. Mm -hmm. Mr. Speaker, as we pointed out when we were considering the E-19, that is the Embraer aircraft, it appears that there is some difference on the internet between the prices. Mm -hmm. We have the unitary cost stated on the internet as $22 million. And in this case, where we do not have any configuration, Mm-hmm. We are wondering why there is a difference of $2 million so far as the unitary cost is concerned. For the Embraer? This is for the Casa aircraft. Hey, $2 million? Yes. This maybe is something we discovered after the report. Maybe so we need an the, explanation of the issue. Maybe that's where the $3 million. Mr. Speaker, <laughs> the other important issue that we have to bring to the attention of the House is that with these aircraft, their maintenance is not something which you should play with at all. Mm. This is because it is very costly to maintain them and having regard to the level of budgetary allocation to the Ministry of Defense as of now, we are wondering whether this could be accomplished, especially in the view of the fact that there are proposed drawdown uh, of our troops in the peacekeeping operations mm. where we hope to get some money to supplement the budgetary allocation mm. to the Ministry of Defense. So, Mr. Boafo's arguments were two, mm-hmm. that we do not have the budget to support the maintenance of these aircraft. And two, if they checked the internet, the price was $22 million, but what was being quoted in the report was $24 million plus. Mm. So the price, the price basically had been inflated. Mm-hmm. So those were the two arguments that he made. What was uh, the defense of... What was the res- did, did anybody respond to him? Yes. Mr. Moses Asaga hey! Moses? spoke. And I should also um, tell you that Mr. Setepe, who was the finance minister, was in parliament the day. Yes. So what, what did Asaga say? What did Tegonomics say? Um, hey! <laughs> Parliament has that. It's a big okay. So at 2.15 p.m., Mr. Moses A. Asaga, NDC, Nabdam. Mm-hmm. Mr. Speaker, I think it is heartwarming that at long last we are trying to get a new transport plane for the military. Mm-hmm. The configuration for this particular aircraft has a lot of advantages. That is why I say it is heartwarming. Mm. Mr. Speaker, you know very well that for regions that are far away from Kolibu and Kumasi, anytime there's an accident, you would normally call on the military support with the Medivac mm-hmm. and the current transport. Mm-hmm. And there was an interruption. Somebody got up and yes, said... That is Mr. Boafo. Okay. He rose. Now, um, the first deputy speaker who was sitting in for the um, speaker said, Honorable member, do you have a point of order in Mr. Boafo? Mr. Speaker, yes. So far as this CASA 295 is concerned... Mm-hmm. We were not told at the meeting that it would be reconfigured. Okay, okay. And Mr. Saga, Mr. Speaker, I did not say reconfigured. He's Mr. As- Which means that yeah. Mr. Boafo, being on the defense committee, is very interested in the defense aircraft yeah. and their specifications and whether they can actually work. Yeah. And then also the cost of the aircraft. Yeah. Good. Mr. Saga is finance committee. Yes. Good. And Mr. Saga went on to clarify. He said, Mr. Speaker, like I was saying, in the north, anytime we have very vital and serious accidents, there's always the call on the military to assist with Mm -hmm. Medivac. Mm -hmm. And we agree that with the acquisition of the CASA 295, this would go a long way to assist. Good. The current one, which some of us have been uh, which some of us have been having the privilege to board is almost like a flying coffin. Mm. And I'm surprised that for the last 30 years, government does not come to the aid of the military to get them new and modern aircraft. Good. And then any any other repost? Um, so this is uh, still on the 20th of July. Yes. 
the day before the final approval yes this was the day of the debate yes 2011 um, sir spoke mm-hmm. i'm trying to give you that bit finance minister yes no t- he was the deputy finance <coughs> minister, minister yeah. because in 2011 before the finance minister yeah so mr Tekpe was the deputy yeah good now sir Tekpe spoke mr speaker i have a point of information mm-hmm. the honorable member quoted me as having made a submission at the committee and i wish to clarify it that the point i made was that we had different procurement rules including one that goes to the public procurement authority mm-hmm. that was the emphasis that i was making at the committee i did not wish to tell the committee that we were not capable of providing answers to the question now this uh, arose because there was also questions asked of the procurement okay. because at a point the minority then um, said that um, the government was so sourcing. So you see, some of these things come back to hunt us. So, because don't forget, Airbus is saying that they are, sorry, the British court, Crown Court, is saying that Airbus paid an intermediary <coughs> close to a high-level decision maker in Ghana for us to buy these planes, mm-hmm. and the amount paid was in excess of three million euros with add-ons, right? So. Then on our side, they are debating whether the procurement route was kosher, whether the cost of the aircraft was right, and whether the aircraft specifications are also uh, fit for purpose. And on the procurement, um, Mr. Agman Oshajim, an NPP for New Job in North, mm-hmm. um, let me just pick something he said about the sole sourcing. Mm-hmm. He said, Mr. Speaker, the issue here is that this CASA 295 was also the subject matter of the procurement agency's agreement, but again, it did not say. There are several transport planes, including the seas, and we know the two sevens that we know. Mm-hmm. We discussed all these, but the Ghana Armed Forces chose this. Okay. Fair enough. The very fundamental issue is that when you have a sole sourcing, you must do due diligence. Okay. You must do value for money. This issue was raised. In fact, I raised this issue and then on the Embraer, and the answer was... So the question you can ask is, why did we opt to do a sole sourcing for this? Because... Airbus is not the only airline manufacturing aircraft manufacturing company that produces that type of plane. I'm sure Boeing has versions, so too would Embraer. Yes. So, if you are wondering why sometimes we offer sole sourcing, mm-hmm. now going back to the court and what Airbus did through this intermediary meant that it was in the interest of whoever was pushing this deal to, to ensure that this does not go through any competitive process. Do, do you get my point? Yeah. Because when you sole source, you essentially have created a monopoly for the supplier. Mm-hmm. That means that price issues will definitely... Because if you did a, a competitive bid and yeah. you had three or four companies, the one with the lowest price could possibly win. But if you sole source, you're saying that we just want to buy from Airbus. Now, if Airbus is paying somebody close to a decision maker in Ghana, 3 million to euros guarantee. to guarantee that we'll buy that aircraft... It means that the 48 million that we paid for the two, you need to ask yourself what margin is he getting? Now, and why did they offer? Here, Bernard, Good. If you would allow yes. me to. Yeah. So, Mr. Akman Osuajiman was, after he spoke about the sole source and went on to say this, and I'll share with you. Mm-hmm. said, the Honorable Deputy Minister for Finance and Economic Planning could not answer it. That's the question on the sole source. The sole source, yeah. But our own Honorable Dr. Kutose said, maybe because it was for the military. Then I cross checked with Honorable Kandapa. And he says that we should not circumvent the procurement law because it has to do with the military. So, yes. hold on. Akuto says the finance guy yes. in parliament, former deputy, former minister in charge of finance. Kandapa and Akufo had done defense and interior. And interior. So, if, um, who is speaking now? 
Um, this is Hackman. Hackman is referring to Kandapa. It yeah. means that Kandapa is the one who is their defense guy. Yes. With Boafu being his number two. And, uh, he, according to Hackman, Akotoa says, says maybe because was military. Was for the military. But Hackman said, say, uh, Kandapa say says we should not circumvent them. Even if it's military. Because it has to do with the military. Then Hackman went on. What you are looking for is value for money. And mm. so, if you have a sole sourcing because that is the equipment suited for them, then I want this house to insist mm-hmm. and to recall that these must go for value for money audit. Exactly. For example, if this empire which cost $32 million and something mm-hmm. and now put down for $55 million, excluding the reconfiguration and the fuel tanks and everything, if we have sent it to the crown agents or to a similar agency to tell us what is the value for money, we should have known. So it is very important that we have sole sourcing and it is coming for it is very important that where we have sole sourcing source sourcing and it is coming by way of a loan yeah so the other question is you need to check embryo so whether they've investigated in brazil for anything because uh, that's a different conversation but the, the, the feeling in parliament was that the amounts we're paying for the embryo was also too high right and if you're doing a sole sourcing why aren't you doing a value for money test Okay, this is an important point. So this was Hakman Oswajiman yes. in 2011. He went on and on and on. He and said on. a lot of things. Yes. So f- at still about about the about, about the, the C25 or which yes. one? C25. Sometimes you would mention Embraer, sometimes you mention, but what I'm going to read is on the C25. What else did he say? He said, Mr. Speaker, I do not think that my dear honourable colleague has answered the issue and the concern that we have. Mm-hmm. That was when um, Sir Tekpet tried to explain the uh, um, procurement. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that if we subject these things to some kind of value for money audit, mm-hmm. then you'd come <coughs> to the conclusion which would be acceptable by all. Assuming, for example, we had gone to the crown agents or a similar agency and they said the CASA was up to this price, yes, but the f- configuration was up to us. Mm-hmm. That one, we considered it. That was a whopping, that was whopping another $18 million, $20 million. And that is where we had a lot of difficulty accepting the $55 million price as the basic price of the aircraft. For the Embraer? Yes. No. This is for the CASA aircraft. Good. Therefore, if things come here, then we must be seen to have done a thorough job. This business of committees being hurried through, Mr. Speaker, mm-hmm. is not the best of things. Mr. Speaker, in, order, in other jurisdictions, they will be take, taking about two weeks to examine the Embraer situation because of these controversies that surrounded it. What I'm saying is that if the public procurement law and if there is no special procurement law for the military or the Ghana Armed Forces, then they must also be subject to review. So he was talking about the Embraer <coughs> price, he was talking about the CASA um, 295 prices, mm. and the fact that the committee should have done extensive work in reviewing the pricing and the yeah. contract before presenting it to Parliament. Now, if you want... Um, a sort of a, a, a breakdown of the alleged bribe and then the payments. The finder has a nice breakdown. So it's, it's done like an FAQ. So, for example, they'll ask which elected government official and brother were involved. Then it gives the information. Um, who are the persons involved? Like So the story gives you headlines that explain mm. quite nicely what so happened. Like bullet points. So I just wanted to know the conclusion of the debate, if you can find it for me. Okay. Because so just... they've raised uh, procurement issues. They raised co- value for money issues, and they also raised issues of specification of the aircraft. Yeah. And Hackman was the lead advocate in that particular one. Okay. Before Chairman Sam being the leader, summarized those arguments in the voice clip we played for you. Yeah. Right. 
So I'm trying to get you the conclusion. Good. So listeners, we are basically just giving you more Ghanaian context to this, right? This is the Hansard of July 20, 2011, where this was debated. Elvis, this was your lead story for, for Elvis Darkwing is the editor of the Finder newspaper. So your headline says over 5 million euro Airbus bribe, which elected government official and brother were involved. So we all have asked the question, but we haven't mentioned the name. <laughs> Is it that easy? Yeah, but out. just give me your angle to the story. <laughs> what, what you were trying to do with this story, Elvis? Well, I've read the case file in the UK court. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit complex to me. So I was trying to look for a simple way of getting actually what the issues are. Because they mentioned too many people in that one. Mm-hmm. Then luckily I found the same case file in the US court. Yes. I think the US case was simpler. And they did a better chronological order of the issue. Yes. This is what the US court filed. It says that Embraer wanted to sell the aircraft to Ghana. Mm-hmm. And the high-ranking official was Sorry. the person... Airbus. And the high-ranking official was the person in charge mm-hmm. of the deals, starting from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then at a point, they realized that they need a middle person to somehow front for the high-ranking official. So the high-ranking official brother was brought in as a consultant to Airbus. Then the high-ranking official's brother team up with a UK citizen to form a company to deal the, to do the deal. Whereas both of them have no prior experience in airlines. To do the deal. One, in fact, was said to be an actor. So and another one was some sports. So they put the deal not, 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 to, not to take anything away from what Elvis is saying, Bernard, but isn't it all too familiar? I know, but let him. No, no, let, let, let him. So, so they formed the company. <laughs> then they work with senior officials of Airbus. For two years yes. to prepare the deal that they are going to present on behalf of Ghana to buy the aircraft. Good. Then they presented the deal to Airbus. Then they forwarded the deal to the compliance department of Airbus. When the due diligence was done by Airbus, they found that that company that they are using to do the deal, the two people who own the shares, one of them is a brother to this high-ranking official. So they, so they flagged the deal Good. and said that company can't do the deal. Mm-hmm. Then senior Airbus officials now have suggested to the Ghanaian team that <laughs> we because have a, you have a rejected, we have a company in Spain mm-hmm. which already we have been doing business so they are genuine so if you bring them nobody will suspect you so then they brought the Spanish company on board to now come and do the deal and then they so made the payment to the Spanish company so the Spanish company fronted the deal they sold the two aircrafts the Spanish company fronted it then they paid the commission. 3.5 million dollar, uh, euros to the Spanish company as what the kickback then the Spanish company then transferred 1.8 million to out the, of that money to the Ghanaians. Yes. Co- Ghanaian company. Mm-hmm. If you read the US case, they were clear that the whole thing was a concocted plan. Yes. Just for that high ranking official to make kickbacks from the deal. That's what they were saying. That is how they said, said it. Yes. So the bringing their, uh, his brother on board was just to facilitate the deal. So in email. Emails that they've received as part of the investigation. Every email sent to the high-ranking official was copied to this, to this brother guy of his. As the intermediary. As the intermediary. Mm-hmm. So the two were sold. The money was paid. They shared the money. Well, then there's, Ghana, no, there's no evidence of the money being shared. That's the issue now. Oh, the, 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 oh, the U.S. case said that the money was... The 1.8 million was transferred to the Ghanaian. Why the Spanish company yes. also kept the rest? I know. Uh-huh. The money was paid to the Ghanaian intermediary. Yes. But we don't know whether the money was eventually paid to the government official no no that's what the, the u.s case said that for them 
the investigation indicates that the deal is for the government officials. Of because and his, brother. his brother is only a front. Exactly. But because his brother's company was rejected by Oh, I understand Airbus. that. I understand that. Yeah. So for them, they don't see so those for them once the money is paid to the brother of the government official. Yeah. There's no need for any investigation of whether the Of course, they said the whole thing is a concocted plan. Exactly. So the thing was for the high ranking official and, and that all the process of whether that company was formed and the Spanish company, all of them are just a concocted plan mm -hmm. to get the money to the guy ranking. And then official. also the, the Airbus having agreed to this deferred prosecution agreement admits that this happened. They, they, they admit that all the evidence so far presented by the investigators really shows that indeed their staff have done all this. That is why they went for settlement. And when the second airline was, uh, the third one was also sold to Ghana. When they were about to sell, they wanted to use the Spanish company again yes. for the deal. Then the compliance department again rejected the Spanish company. That when they checked, mm -hmm. they don't really even see any agreement between the Spanish company and Airbus based on the first two uh, aircraft. So they will not let that extension. So they should bring a complete new deal. That is where they started flagging the deal heavier. So then when they sold the third one to Ghana, the 1.6 million kickback was not paid to the, the, the other parties because Airbus said no, there's no we are going to pay you this because we don't even see what your role is. According to them, the Spanish company did not do anything as a third party uh, company in the deal. Simply receive money and transfer uh, that's all. And they didn't, they didn't see anything that the third company Charlie, has done way to make money. as a third, a third party company in the whole transaction. Amazing stuff. So for the US court, they were clear in their mind that the whole thing is just something by the high ranking official and the company formed by his brother and the Spanish company were all just a conduit. So they used the word a concocted plan. That's what they said. To get the money to the high-ranking government official yeah. in Ghana. So now there's another complication that has arisen. So the president has asked the office of the special prosecutor to investigate this. Now this office is headed by Martin Amidu. If you read the timeline of this transaction, it started in August 2009 and went all the way to july 2011 before we did another 2012 version now if you look at the government officials involved in this thing if just listen to the parliamentary hazard certainly the the, the finance committee would be involved therefore minister of finance and his deputy then of course because it's a defense aircraft four of them are defense aircraft, minister of defense will be involved now m most or all government contracts would have to go through the attorney general's office now, the question people are asking is, well, the man who was heading the Attorney General's Department from 1st January 2011-ish was Mr. Martin Amidu, if I'm not mistaken. So, he took over from Betty Modidusu somewhere in 2011 because she was Attorney General from 2009-2011. So, part of the deal had happened before he took yeah. over. But then, the deal was consummated while he was Attorney General. So, it's interesting to know what he said or whether there were any red flags he raised on his side at the period. And then the other question is, if he's the special prosecutor now and the president says he should investigate um, government officials and their role, would that not include he himself? Because he was a government official at the time. Now, would that not create a problem? Well, first of all, I just want to let you know that Matem is not going to be able to do any fresh investigations because this case, the time is started and the kind of evidence or whatever has been presented to court, I don't see the capacity of Matem doing any investigation on his own. I think the best thing Matemica can do is to go and get the information that the France, America, and 
UK have already gathered in the case and use it for whatever he wants to do. So for me, I don't see Madonna doing a fresh no, I disagree. He can do, he can, for example, check internally because don't, don't forget no. that they were, so the president says to investigate the role of government officials. Yes. Now, for example, there have been meetings, there are minutes of meetings held. Yes. There are cabinet sessions, there's parliamentary discussions. So he probably can use information from our side and then he would juxtapose that with what he's found from those three countries to make a determination. Yes. So I disagree when you say you can't find it. No, no, what I'm saying is in terms of the key issues, for instance, that if you read what presented the American courts, they talk more of the president's, uh, the, uh, the, excuse me, the high-ranking government official, the brother who was involved in the deal, the Spanish company, and Airbus officials. And then they talk about a meeting they had with uh, a minister of finance at the time. So if you look at their investigations, they, it, it's built around these people from which they gathered their evidence. I'm saying that, you see, for example, you can have an attorney general say, I don't think this deal should go through because it will not help Ghana. Yes, yeah, so the legal it. opinions. Yeah, that's that, my point. So, 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 he can, of so I'm saying that he can find out. He, he, I disagree with you when you say he doesn't have much more to find. He can investigate, which is why I'm concerned that the, he was attorney general at a period. Yeah. So will he investigate the period that includes his tenure? That's what I'm saying. So now, first of all, if we have to investigate, for instance, if we want to look at what legal opinion was preferred at the time the deal is to be done, the question was it preferred by Mati Amidu or it was preferred before he came to office? Good because question. the legal opinion would definitely be the position government would take on the issue. So exactly. the question who preferred the legal opinion? If he is the one who preferred the legal opinion, then there will, it will be problematic. But if the legal opinion was preferred before he came, then the issue of he being the one investigating may not be much of a problem. But see, right now, nobody should have much. Uh, uh, expectation because the people in the, the country that investigated have not started criminal prosecutions. That is why they kept away the names of the companies I know. and the individuals. Yeah, so Matiamre is not easily going to get it immediately if he goes to ask for it. I, get I think what Matiamre can look out for, if possibly he will get something, is to find out who owns that intermediary company. Good. Which they said the high-ranking officials brother formed exactly. to do the deal. And who are the beneficial if, if owners? So the, the question then leads us into what they call beneficial ownership. That is the of point. Companies. So if Ministry of Defense, which is the ministry that they bought the planes for, can produce the contract or the documents covering that plan which Airbus rejected, if they should have copy of it, exactly, then we will know who actually is uh, the, the shareholder the and owner of that company. Fantastic. Once we know that person, then we know who the high-ranking official will be. Back will be. After this break, then we can take it from there. Amazing stuff. Uh, uh, Elvis Daku is the uh, editor in chief of the Finder newspaper. We'll be right back. This is CTFM. We still have some words for you to spell. Don't go away. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's big. This is the City Breakfast Show.
11 minutes to 10 on the city breakfast show um we hope you've you've sort of um grasped the full um import of what is going on and you have a, a sense of what the special prosecutor is going to investigate if he will indeed go ahead and investigate but if you're looking for a one two or three seater or l-shaped sofa crafted to the finest detail available in various colors for your home or office or even for your hotel look no further than latex foam by a one-stop destination whatever your choice and budget if you're looking for comfort durability and quality <coughs> and perfect finishing latex foam is your answer latex foam your partner for life get the best hands-on experience by learning from ghana's one ict education company niit for the past 18 years we've been building careers in ghana and africa through technology education Offered courses include uh, certificate and diploma programs in software engineering, hardware networking, web design, Cisco, Oracle database, Java, Android development, and more. Join us for exciting programs in cybersecurity, information system auditing, graphic design, and Python programming. Learn how to tell beautiful graphical stories with data in our Power B1 program. Call 0289116317 or 0540124190. Meanwhile, happy birthday to Umaru Sandamadu. In fact, yesterday was yeah, his yesterday birthday. Was his birthday. Yeah. And he has cowboy done good. He has uh, been issuing threats. <laughs> in fact, he's that sitting I, in the production that I have office. I have done a f- almost four-hour show and I've been mentioned his birthday. birthday. I was having the best for last. Yes, <laughs> that's U- the truth. Umaru Sandamadu. First of his name. He's a journalistic plenipotentiary. Yes. He's a interviewing avatar. Yes. He's a full Nali Matenjiri. Yes. And he's also the economic colossus. Yes. And uh, how do I call it? A political parasitism. Yes. <laughs> You're a big man. Yes. Beyond yes. compare. Sometimes you say you're one yumni wajum. Right. Mm-hmm. Sunday a jum. Sunday a jum. What is this? No, he's got. Uh, he wants to. Uh, he wants to remove his mouth. Uh, he wants to remove his mouth. So they leave him. Ah. Uh. Uh, uh, go out. I want an Airbus. You want an Airbus for your birthday present? One, just one. No, the Airbus. No, wait. Wait. The Airbus. No. See, today, do you want the Casua Airbus or the European Airbus? The Casua Airbus is the Cantanka Airbus. Sabayana 
more comments coming through by Wisconsin International University College invites applicants for the January 2020 admission into various degree programs both at the graduate and undergraduate levels. We have campuses in Accra and Kumasi and fully accredited by the National Accreditation Board. Undergraduate degree programs include Bachelor of Arts, BSc in Computing with Actuarial Science, BSc Development Finance, BSc in Economics with Management and also in Community Health Nursing and General Nursing and Midwifery. You can also do a one-year MA in International Relations and MSc Logistics and Supply Chain Management. And we have postgraduate programs in MBA, MSc Environmental Sustainability, and MA in Adult Education as well. Programs come in regular weekend and evening options. We are affiliated to Legon Tech, UCC, and UDS. Call Wisconsin on 0544-853-383. That's 0544-853-383. Or email info at weekghana.edu.gh. All right, so there are some comments about the the deal and also some spelling issues. <laughs> A lot of people are. I I I really. What are they saying? I am just doubting my knowledge. Having listened to the spelling bee, <laughs> you know, I used to be, I used, doubt your knowledge. I, I used to be very, to a different generation. I used to be very confident in my abilities. But having what the spelling you, sounded, you are now feeling very inadequate. I'm I'm very I'm humbled. <laughs> I'm humbled, Charlie. Hey. Uh, no, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. I wanted to play a bit more of the spelling bee except. But let's read a few quick comments. Quick right. quick, quick comments. Uh, this one uh, says please note though that when we buy these aircrafts, we don't just pay for the planes. We pay for uh Play the plane, maintenance, pilots, engineers, mechanics, training, spare parts. So the price per aircraft will turn out to be much more than what is usually on the market. Mm-hmm. Okay? This one says, I'm done. So if your brother is in an elected office, you can't do government business. Did Ghana lose a dollar in this transaction or a Ghanaian got commission from the seller? Sour grapes. That's... What? <laughs> well, you let's 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 leave it. Just move okay. on. Okay, this one. I said, I had a response. No, Please, has the British court accused any Ghanaian of crime in this matter? Efoga is asking. <laughs> this one says, Bernard, you seem to be overtrusting this competitive procurement process. All these processes are sole source procurement in disguise. In disguise, we have a long way to go. Hello, Ben. So if if these things happen in Ghana and in Parliament, then it seems Parliament has become a house of majority decisions and not about detailed scrutiny of our money and its value. Anyone found culpable should be dealt with. Francis from Adenta. Mm. Kinvolo uh, says Airbus planes are trustworthy. Boeing has too many issues. Their software is riddled with bugs. Regardless, yeah. regardless, it doesn't justify it's just the, the 737 Max. So yeah. let's let's be clear here. Ericus in Kolebu stores says Ghana has, Ghana being the only corrupt country involved in this Ghana being the only country involved in this scandal shows how corrupt we are as a country and mm. we need to be serious. Um Abi is asking, can you please go over the 2009 to 2011 Airbus deals? Okay. Oh, but well, we just did that. Yeah. We just did that. <laughs> Your word is perestroika. Perestroika. Charlie, perestroika. Yeah. Perestroika. 
Perestroika. Perestroika. Perestroika. You should be able to spell. No, no, Soviet matter. Yes. Twelve years old. Yes. Perestroika. Please, can I have the word of Perestroika? Perestroika is a Russian word. Let's say it again. Perestroika. 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 I'm still not sure you've got it. Perestroika. Perestroika. You're getting there? I like that. Perestroika. Please, does the word have any alternative pronunciation? Perestroika. 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 P E R O S. D S. Perestroika is spelled P-E-R-E-S-T-R-O-I-K-A. Perestroika. Thank you. Charlie, perestroika or perestroika? Perestroika. Charlie, how can you tell people to spell perestroika? Perestroika. And then perestroika. Maybe it's a Russian word to do with the uh, democratic. I, I, I forget Look, what it even means. If you are not prepared for it, Charlie. if somebody doesn't strike you down to prepare for it, and you go through a regular schooling system, oh, so. you go chop what? It's very serious. So that was the spelling B. More accepts throughout the week. Now, to remind you that the Heritage Caravan is between the 1st and the 7th of March, and it's brought to you by GCB Bank and... Yes, we want to welcome Hollard Insurance. Okay. Hollard onto the Heritage Caravan. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so Hollard has joined the caravan and they'll be traveling with us this year. So, 1st to 7th of March, we are traveling around the country and GCB Bank. And remember, GCB Bank launched the G Money app last Friday. So, try to get the G Money app and Hollard Insurance, um, ensuring that we are all insured, ensuring they get you the, be- the best insurance services. And it's happening first to seventh. So if you've not completed your your processes, mm. do it now mm. and get to be on the best seven days in the year on the road 
in Ghana. Build them all together, right? Read, write, read, often read anytime you can. Be a word, Mayweather, job. You need to learn, drum, cuss and read. I'm indomitable, I'm a spelling bee. I'm indomitable, I know not defeat. When I fail, I will try, try, try. Alright, uh, thanks for listening to the City Breakfast Show today, Monday, the 3rd of February. All together. More coming up on the various bulletins, including Prime News. Be a word, Time for City News at 10 with Pella Kanyo for you. Good morning.